Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. Whitney, episode 48 is going to be a rather unique show in a couple ways. Why, why is that? I mean, have you got like a rabbit up your sleeve or something like that? I got some magic going on, buddy. <laughs> really? Let me tell you, yeah. you've met me. I can do some uh, amazing things at short notice. You do have, a, by, spark, you do have a sparkle in your eye. I'll well, give you that. And by amazing, I mean like death-defying <laughs> and dangerous. <laughs> this is, have think, at it. I think this is the first show that we've actually named before we recorded the show oh yes yes it's a trip to fan induced name there's no <laughs> doubt there's no doubt i think we're going to coin this one thanksgiving leftovers because uh for good or bad it, we're doing this after thanksgiving right at right up against the end of the month and uh it's it's just a good it's a good time just to catch up and clean up i think yeah so and here's the second thing that's going to be a little different speaking of a little uh thanksgiving leftovers this is going to be uh and we always say this, this is going to be a shorter show than usual. Whitney and I have had an unbelievable amount of, as they say, life getting in the way for the month of November. Yeah, and definitely so. I mean, we even even kind of recording tonight was kind of a compromise, you know, around everything that was going on it's like we got to get this done want to get it done so you just have to kind of squeeze it in yeah absolutely what, yeah we definitely want to we want to keep the show going oh yeah yeah, yeah. we oh, don't yeah. want to miss and no 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 i don't want to miss so we're gonna we're gonna make this one a little shorter than usual and by a little i mean a lot <laughs> <laughs> and first of all i'm gonna start off uh actually we this, say this brent and then everybody hits a timer yeah you know starting now and then we're gonna see where this winds so, up so long-time listeners of the show when you look at the minute counter on your on your podcast app and it's relatively small mm-hmm. no you got the full show yeah and yeah. for first-time listeners of the show so go back a couple episodes <laughs> yes strap in hold on <laughs> yeah get your six get your six hours ready man <laughs> so actually this is going to be i just come to mind here we've got three unique things starting and the third the, with this episode uh the name before the show records a little different format because of just life and i'm going to start with an apology which is if you have reached out to me in email or on facebook and i have been a little uh, lax in responding to you i dearly dearly apologize again life's getting in the way i know whitney you can mention what you've got going on but the short of it with me is i have been whitney i've been sick you have is that you, a fair you, thing? you were sick the entire time we were down in nashville you know all saw, things being equal yes i saw that picture you posted of yourself the, the kind of the the selfie of yourself myself patrick wall and patrick's son yes and that has got to be the worst picture of me I think ever taken because my face is puffy from the from the allergies and the the nasal issues and yeah it was uh, it you, was you, rough. You looked a little drawn down yeah, in that picture was, for sure. It was rough. Yeah. So I, I've been under the weather and uh, at work wise, I know you've had a lot going on. I, I've been mm-hmm. involved in in probably what is one of the most complicated, drawn out, and you know multifaceted rollouts in my career and it's been compressed into about six weeks six to eight weeks trying to beat the clock trying to beat the clock exactly and yeah so i i I have just had so much going on even after hours related to work so that has that's taken me 
you know, just away from everything. And Whitney, I know you've had a bunch of stuff going on too. Ah, uh, yeah, just everything at my work uh it's it's a good thing uh it's just part of the rhythm of the business but everything changes on a yep. yearly basis and no two years at my job are alike <laughs> which is really good it, it well, keeps it, it very changes, interesting yeah absolutely it changes everything up but we've got you know people are getting promoted people are moving around and and so it's just it's created some some additional uh just uh, some additional load on, on on me and so that it's it's all good but it's, oh yeah, I'm not just, complaining. It's just more no, work. It's just more work to do. So it's all good. Though. So anyway, oh, and I'm breaking uh, yet a fourth convention. Mm-hmm. You know, we've named the show before the show. Yep. Uh, I've started with an apology. Yep. Uh, different show don't, format. Don't, don't just don't do that again. Don't do right? that again. Yeah, just don't. And do that again. I actually have an open container of liquids on, which is terrible around two laptops and all this equipment. Yeah. So so if everything just goes yeah. and then the show is over, then you'll know the show is over. You, so. you can blame. Sorry. You can blame a nice tall glass of Southern sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sure, there's not something else in that glass. <laughs> oh gosh, I need it. But no, just okay. sugar. I can slip vodka in it, man. Just and sugar. You, you right never now. know. Yeah. Sugar. All right. Good deal. Oh. All right. So I tell you what. Let's uh, let's do some catch up, and then uh, let's talk a little bit about our trip down to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I know we've had uh, quite a bit of feedback and, and uh, just a couple other things to touch on. And um, man, let's just roll on with it. Yeah. How's that sound? All right. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So let let me give some some personal updates here, so that everybody kind of knows where Brent's setting as of late. Last was it last show we talked. I've gotten so lost. In, yeah, no, in the it, it was, they all kind of run together. Well, it was last it's show. Ghostbusters. I mean, we, we, a, we talked about Ghostbusters a lot. Okay, and, was, and there's Ghostbusters wall to wall. And there's still more to yeah. still more to say. So let, let me give an update on uh, on the Ghostbusters conversation, Whitney. This ties us together to a certain degree. So at any point oh, yeah. in time, just jump in here. Yeah, no, no worries. Well, I've got my I've got my own set of, of notes notes about it as well. So yeah, between the two, we'll catch it all. So the first thing I wanted to touch on was the Slimer Mech, otherwise known as Slimer Mech the Saga. Yeah. And last show I... Slimer Mech that just makes me mad. <laughs> no joke. Yeah. Last show we talked about how the Slimer on the Ghostbusters ellie and premiums he kind of hangs out over the pop bumpers over i guess that like cityscape kind of plastic yeah and when you activate him he swings down and he just kind of swings back and forth and hovers over the play field it it blocks all your shots well, I think that's a part of it. You exactly. have to hit the moving target yeah, or exactly. not. Or not. That's yeah. exactly right. Time, time it up a ramp when he's not there or what have you. So it's it's pretty ingenious overall how it works. It's neat. See, like a pro, the, when he, the pro, he just comes straight down. Yeah, just drops straight down. And you can actually whack him and then make the ramp shot all in the same time, at the same shot. I've yeah. done that several times. Okay, okay. See, on, on ours, I don't, I, I mean, after so many plays on Saturday, this past Saturday night, I never saw that happen. I never saw the ball make it past him. Let's make it past it him. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got to time him just right. Yeah, I know. guess so. So anyway, the issue with the Slimer mech was the way that it comes factory from Stern, as he comes down... <laughs> broken. If bro- <laughs> In a word, mm-hmm. <laughs> broken. Mm-hmm. As, it, as Slimer swings down, he just drags all over everything. So he passes over... The, the weldment, the metal cap, if you will, over the center captive ball target. Yep. And he just drags on my machine. He would 
you know, lay out 45 plus degrees. And then right as he come over it, he just kind of went back and forth yeah. as, as he burst past it. Yeah. It would clear the play field, so it wouldn't rub oh, on yeah. the play yeah. field. Yeah, mine would clear the play field as well. And then, if but nothing you, else, right? If yeah. on now on yours, did it do on mine? If if you don't hit him soon enough, his swings start to get wider, and he will go over the uh, plastic that's up against the wall mm-hmm. on the far left that's of the play exactly, field. Yes, that's exactly right. And he'd hit the plastic as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have mine. Uh, mine would drag in two spots, and those two spots okay. is where it would drag at. But it, it And it was consistently, and it drug something horribly as well, because it's almost like it would get hung, and then the mechanism would pull him, and it would pull to the point to where, where he would be caught at, would just give up, and then he would kind of like, do a and then he just went on his way <laughs> exactly you know? yes and, and you look at it and it's like man that just uh that's just not good no it's not good at all yeah i'll, it, keep, I'll keep it fam- family friendly on that but yes i mean it, that's not what i thought no absolutely not it's yeah. just just even common sense looking at it, it's like that just does not seem right exactly you, you've already got enough that you're trying to keep together in these machines you don't need it wearing itself out intentionally by dragging a toy across two pieces of the play field i think the thing that just chapped me the most is what did i do on my game before i put one play on it i took the slimer mech apart yep. and and just i mean for uh, the top and the bottom took the whole thing apart and it just it, did it, you take it totally out of the game no i, dro- I dropped it okay i, I dropped it i had so, mine totally out of the game did you yeah and, and so I, I think what you did helped me shortcut in a yeah. few places but i still had i still had to drop the mechanism and then pull the and then essentially pull the arm off of the mat you know pull the arm off of the of, of the mast and so it's just, uh, yeah, same diff. Yeah. Yeah. So what, the, the, and real quick, the, the fix was, and this was stolen, if you will, from someone on Pinside. I guess he had an LE and had already gone through it. The fix is, is the backside of the whole mechanism mm-hmm. under the play field, it was shimmed down with some washers so that the mast that Slimer is on starts to kind of like tip upwards yeah tilt it's tilt back tilt it, 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 tilt it, back yeah it tilts exactly. back a little bit yeah and then uh also the the mast that comes through the play field and there's an arm that comes off that mast and on that arm is where slimer is you can take that knuckle loose it's uh, got a set screw and then you can actually space it up a little bit with a couple washers mm-hmm. so that's what i did with mine i ended up yeah. i did l- last show i had eight washers underneath it four on either screw <laughs> yeah and then uh and so that was four number eight washers uh-huh. and before i buttoned it up i actually put a fifth to give him a little bit more clearance so yeah. it's got it has 10 watt and of course i had to use longer fasteners by that same length oh yeah yeah so that i got the same bite into the play field yep and to hold the mechanism in yeah so right now it's got 10 Number eight washers, five to a side. Five to a side. And then on the mast, to space the mast up, I settled on two four-millimeter washers. No, no, 10-millimeter washers. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know why I keep getting the four. Yeah. Two 10-millimeter washers. Correct. And so so now he clears. Now, I... I didn't play it enough. We just had the first night that we unboxed it to play it to see how well Slimer himself reacted to hits. Uh Uh-huh. And mine will register a hit, but it has to be a 
it has to be a dead solid a, hit. A pretty good hit. Almost yeah. like you're like bowling a strike. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I've walloped him pretty good and it's not registered. Huh. Now, I, usually when, when you hit him, it will, you know, you'll get a flash, you'll get something out of the play field. Yeah. So I, I, I've hit it. And it, I've not gotten the flash, but honestly, I've not looked at the DMD to see if it's registered or score. So there's supposedly a fix for that where you take the assembly apart that he hangs from mm-hmm. and the wire that goes through that assembly. Mm-hmm. You I think there's like a nut or something in there and you literally just move it to the other side. So it's more of a straight shot going down into Slimer's head Oh, to give it. I don't know if it moves a little better or what the deal is. Okay. And I just remember seeing it on pin side and everybody thought, you know, if it, if it's to fix this, if it's just a matter of taking the little cap off the assembly and then moving his wire so it's got a little bit more freedom, it's kind of strange that we're having to do this. Kind of like the whole Slimer mech thing. Yeah, it, it, that, that is. Now, you'd mentioned you used five five washers on each side, yep. right? Yeah. So, so yeah, what did you use? So, I've, <laughs> I, I tried it first with four washers. And it and it made uh, it only gave Slimer enough clearance on the very left hand side of the play field. Okay, when you're stand, when you're facing the machine. Okay, right? so that's that's up against the wall where up the plastic the, up is in the front wall. of that's that's exactly the Ghostbusters right. firehouse. Uh huh. Yep. Just right right there at the at the most extreme part of his travel or at the end of his travel. Okay, uh, when you look at it from his resting spot. So four washers would allow him to clear that obstacle. Uh, six washers made no difference whatsoever on mine. Six on each side made no difference on six on on the on the initial drag point right by the captive balls. Mm-hmm. I had to go with eight washers on each side. Jeez. Now now mine has got a total of sixteen washers underneath of it. And I will tell you, Brent. Now did you t- space the mast? Uh, yes, yes, I had to space the mast as well because here's the thing: even with eight washers, which amounted to an entire quarter of an inch was, of spacing, because I had to I had to ride ride all over town and find and I it, the big box stores like Lowe's. We don't have a Home Depot in my town, so we've only got a Lowe's. Walmart out of the picture. Not even going to try it. But uh, Lowe's did not have the proper machine screw. They they had the sheet metal screw, but believe it or not, they did not have the proper machine screw. Uh, which winds up being a um, it, it's a uh, number eight by thirty two is what it is. They did not have that machine screw in the proper uh, in the proper length that I needed, which was like eight feet. It felt like it. Yes, yeah, it felt like it is is correct. Well, cause, yeah, because when you start getting into those long, I'm surprised you found that because when you start getting those into those into longer length, and they start bumping you up generally into yeah. like the next size. Yeah, like yeah. Then, then you have to get like a ten, a, you know, like a ten by twenty four, you know, or ten dash twenty four or something like that. But uh, I, I actually had to wind up going to like a family owned hardware store that has the awesome like three rows of fasteners, yeah. you know, nuts and bolts and everything like that. They had what I needed. Okay. Okay. Now, the issue is, is that, you know, even all that, I had to extend the length of those fasteners by a quarter of an inch. And even then it was, even then it was a little bit, I could tell that I was at the end of the travel, but I didn't want to go, I didn't want to go, you know, like, let's say, let's say, you know, five eighths of an inch or something like that, Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to run something up through the play field and, and potentially run myself into a problem so anyway uh, i put one 10 one 10 millimeter washer on the mast i spaced it with that and then with the eight washers on each side and slimer now clears everything pretty much every pretty much all the time i i just in the in the 
five and a half to six hours that we played Ghostbusters this past Saturday night, uh, I did catch it dragged like two times oh, right wow. there by the captain's ball still. And, and I don't understand why it would only drag just occasionally instead of not all the time you're gonna probably have to go with two washers I, on the I'm mask gonna, like i'm gonna I have am. to go with two washers on the mask and then i know that'll fix i, I know yeah. that'll fix it but at that point i didn't have any like registration problems when when he would get hit because i watched enough people play and i played it enough as well that that i i never noticed it missing a registration but at the same point um <laughs> I, I'm still, I'm, I'm still like, geez, I can't believe that I took this whole thing apart, and then I still have got to go on it even more. Yeah, but mm-hmm. anyway, just is what it is. So I, I'll have the entire list of materials that I used in the show notes. So I know, and I appreciate Brent, you kind of paving the way on that. And you, if you say you kind of ripped it from Pinside, then that's cool too. But it's interesting how I think each. You know, each fix is is a refinement of the fix prior. Yeah, you know, yeah. And I was gonna say, yeah, I, I don't think that on pin side like where i first read it that that gentleman had to do both okay or he you know it was one or the other or but yeah you're right it's almost a refinement and attuning to the game mm-hmm. and like i said like i said in the last show it's kind of a funny thing that it, there's plenty of, of clearance in terms of like hitting the glass i mean it's not oh, yeah, an issue yeah. with it's, any of the mechanisms it's hitting not. the glass no 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 there, there's plenty of room underneath and the I glass just, you know i just that this could have been it just it just befuddles me it really does it's like how does that make it past quality control how how does somebody watch that and say that's good enough and then they put an okay sticker on it and it's boxed up i I just i I, I, I don't don't know i don't get it anyway all right so um a little bit more on the ghostbusters then we'll move on to some some other non-ghostbusters type stuff oh yeah real quick update uh mentioned that little shop of games we had ordered or actually i had ordered and i gifted you during Uh the last show oh yeah the set of airball protectors for Ghostbusters. Yep. Whole other story. Yeah. Uh, for, for on the Ghostbusters and that, you know, you, you know, you've, that, that would have come up in play. But, oh, okay, whole <laughs> yeah. other story. And the, what are they? I always get this wrong that the lane guards, I guess that's the term for the, for the out lanes. To, that, that's, that's what I've been calling them yeah. when you and I are talking together, just the lane guards. So, yeah. and, and what these are is they cover the out lanes to keep the ball from, from tending to want to hop, you know, and, yeah. and some people would say, and that lanes are a little wider. And so yeah. you can see where it will, you get a little ball slap going on and, and you could see where it could hop for sure. Yeah. You know, some people would say, play better pinball, learn how to nudge. Yeah. In this case, I just put, if it comes down and it starts in a lane, it's staying in a lane because of these guards. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and I just, I'm not going to put a center post on it. I, no, I, no, I'll no, learn no. how to no, play no, no, around no. that. But yeah. the, uh, um, I don't know, to me, if I, you know, and everything's, you know, this is like armchair quarterbacking, but I don't know if I would have set the, the wire forms, the wire guides in as deep because it's almost as if the, the way they break over the way they curve. And I think this is common in most all the newer sterns because okay. uh, I remember even hearing talk of this back as far as Metallica, Okay, you know, that the guides are pushed in so far that you're kind of below that center point of the ball mm-hmm. and it basically lifts the ball when the ball comes down and if it hits it'll if just it, launch if it, it hits it it just launches right. yeah. and at that point you're playing pinball roulette yeah you know it's yeah. what hole does it land in? Yeah, exactly, exactly so 
I don't consider that cheating. No, no, no. <laughs> no. It, well, and one thing, I, one thing I will say is getting to the. I, you mentioned the center post, and I'm I'm not going to open up a can of worms on that. The only thing that I'll say <laughs> hate mail to Whitney. Yeah, exactly. At- the only thing I'll say, yeah, send it on, man. <laughs> I've I've had to develop some thick skin over the skyscraper project and a few other things. So oh. you know, it's just it's the way it goes. So yeah, yeah. Hate, hate mail me all you want. It's all good. No, the only thing I was going to say is that. Um, in watching everyone play mine this past weekend, I did not, again, just observations, but I did not notice a significant number of drains straight down the middle. No, nothing that was, nothing that I thought that was disproportionately high on Ghostbusters as compared to something else. Now, you want a machine that is like very brutal on straight down the middles? That's Iron Man, okay? Mm-hmm. And people were playing it and they were getting frustrated because it's like, oh, the game is so quick. And it's like, it's fast. It's it's fast and it's it's brutal when it comes to that. But Ghostbusters, uh, I never really, I never heard that. And I never even really thought that the, the drains that I got were proportionally high to anything else that happened. In, in, you know, it, the, the ball draining any other way. Mm-hmm. So... To me, I, I didn't really ever walk away from it and feel like the the center post was really truly needed. That, I, but that's just me. I've watched a pro on route. Yeah, you, you think know, it's di- you think we, it's different? We talked about uh, millions of times. Rec Bar has one, mm-hmm. and I think I think Zanza Bar is going to get a premium. So there's going to be a couple Ghostbusters on location here in yep. Louisville. Yep, yep. Um, and pinball players, non non pinball players, come up to it and. They play it, and I don't hear or see anybody getting any more irritated with it than any other game. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not putting one on mine. I mean, I don't see I don't see a need at this point. Maybe that'll change, but I doubt it. So um, anyway, the the lane guards, if you will, there yeah. I put those on my game, and then I actually put the little shop of games airball protector on my game, and had a little problem with it. In that, and what this does is there's on the left ramp, and this has a great outcome, by the way, on the left ramp there to the right and the left entrance of the ramp, there's some, some uh, stationary standup targets. And when you hit those pretty good and solid, I don't know, eight times out of 10, seven times out of 10, it'll launch the ball. So this is kind of like a little ceiling that goes over it. So if the ball does take air, it, it basically keeps control over, over it. Yeah. And what ended up happening was is the ball would actually touch it when it would go up the ramp. So it would darn near stop the ball. Yeah. And what I ended up kind of reshaping it at thinking, oh, okay, well, my game is just a little, you know, they're all, there's tolerance. Yeah. There's, they, yeah, every, yeah. Every game's a little different. It's got, every game's got its own little bit of personality. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. I took out my Dremel and I started reshaping it. And when it was all said and done, it was quite a bit of a reshape. Uh-huh. And, I ended up getting in touch. You know, it was one of those things where, okay, I'm in it. Yeah. And, you know, an hour later, I've I've got it, and it looks nice, and it's all polished back out, and it's there's no ball impact. And then I happened to have – I'd ordered three sets, your set, my set, and then I picked up a set for um, the buddy of ours that also got the premium at the same time. Yeah, okay. So I laid it down on top of it. I was like, oh, wow, I, I took quite a bit of it off. Mm-hmm. So I got back with Little Shop of Games, and it turns out that – they ended up having to redesign it because the ramp angle was quite a bit different between the premium and the LE and the pro. I see. I see. So they're actually going to turn around and the, we've got new 
air ball protectors on the way oh that's great so well, i'm looking i'm looking forward to getting to getting that i mean i i haven't installed anything on mine and i did get i did get a few air balls you know playing it over the weekend mm-hmm. for sure but I, I i'm just going to hold out and wait for the wait for the redesign one to come out and then i'm going to go ahead and install my lane protectors ahead of that though so might as well this, so little shop of games they've been great to work with that's good i'm glad they, to hear uh, that they were like yeah you know we uh we you know we were right on early with the premiums Mm -hmm. so you only had that handful of le's that were out and you know by the i'm sure that i i actually spoke with curly at little shop of games yeah and we didn't get in that name that's awesome (laughs) dude named curly he goes little shop of games curly yeah actually it's better than a dude named whitney so you know (laughs) i mean curly curly's a pretty sweet name so i'll take it yeah um so yeah i didn't get the timing and it's not important but my bet is is that when it came out and it was realized i know that ramp is different on the backside between yeah. a premium and a pro but obviously now it's obvious that the ramp itself and the angle and everything is different between the pro and the premium slash le so they they designed a second protector and it was like okay yeah we're gonna send you three out and huh. then not a problem yeah they, they took care good. of it that's good they also uh, whitney i was the one i worked with them on the key fobs that I had made for the show. Yeah, yeah, then it, which are sweet. No yeah, doubt. They, they laser cut us some key fobs with the BT logo and website name on yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. They turned out they turned out really well. So uh, one more uh, real quick upgrade slash mod for Ghostbusters, as I often do, reach over there, but not in the coin door, but in the coin return of the Tempest. There's a little baggie. I I love sitting by the Tempest. This is <laughs> this is awesome. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, springs. So those are the those are the modified replacement, yeah. mo- whatever you want to call them, springs for uh, the Ghostbusters drop targets. Oh yeah, so, awesome. Thank you. Now I'm assuming. That, now I'm assuming these are mine. Right? Yeah, they're yours. They're yeah. yours. Yeah, okay, right on. Now, Thank my you. assumption also is that it's the same spring that that you can get going back to Metallica and other Sterns with drop targets because I know, and I've had this happen to me on a friend's game. That's cool, dude. Thank you. You're welcome. The, uh, I want to see if there's a quarter or anything in there. Check in the other I'm, slot. Dad, dad, burn it. The uh, when you hit the drop targets on these later Stern games, it's sometimes it's you could hit them with a hammer and the hammer will bounce off of them. And and I was kind of interested. I've seen it on Metallica. Uh-huh. Now, if you remember on Metallica, you've got those inline drops up the left side, yep, yep, about yep. halfway up. Yep. And I've hit those on Metallica's dead solid, and it the ball comes right off of it, just like it was a concrete wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I I knew there was a air quotes spring kit. I'm like, how do you fix this? Because all the spring does is just pull the target down. Yeah. You have to hit it. And then for, for those that have never had a drop target assembly apart, there's a little lip in in the assembly, like a metal ledge, and then molded in the plastic for the drop target is another little lip, and they hook each other. And they're flat. They don't hook, hook, but yeah. they just they lay on one another. Yeah. When the ball hits the drop target, it pushes that little lip on the drop target off the metal lip on the assembly, and the spring pulls it down. So I, I, I couldn't figure out for the life of me how what, what was what the spring did so you'll love this i go to put it on my game don't have to drop the targets out i'm sure it's probably the same for metallica the other games the spring feels like it's just so much tighter now i didn't i didn't put them like on a scale and figure out what the pound per you know the pound yeah. pull was yeah so basically looking at it what it does is is it it makes it so that 
it is more apt to just jerk the target straight down. I see. Is what it does. You I can see. tell that those springs are heavier. It, my assumption actually was going to be that they were lighter uh-huh. so that it was more apt to move yes. and push, see, push them and, apart. And that's kind of, I think from a layman's perspective, that's how you would initially think of it working. Right. But, but no, you know, because you, you don't need, you don't need a super heavy spring just to drop that target down. Gravity, yeah. it's just accelerating gravity. Yes, yeah, I, I see. I but see. no, yeah. it was the opposite. Okay. So I was a little sh- surprised at that. But honestly, I stretched out. the. I thought, man, this is pretty darn tight. And I stretched out like the top two coils before uh-huh. i hooked them yeah and i mean it seems to play just fine okay all right but, well good deal well yeah i i'd read about this but it was it's on it's kind of like on my little list of things that i that i knew i needed to do but it wasn't going to be the very first thing that mm-hmm. i that i tackled but now that i now that i've got it thank you i'll make welcome. sure that they're that they're done at the appropriate it, time and you so. don't have to take anything apart you, yeah. you can put those on you just lift the play field and they're right there just unhook and hook them. Yeah, okay all right just just said needle nose pliers and yeah you're done and That's done, it. huh? Yeah, all right, sweet. And then the last thing, real quick, Whitney, you you asked me about this before uh, we sat down to record. If yep, what code I've got on my game? Yeah, and I still have the one dot oh five, which is what mine shipped with as well, yep. and what it still has as of right now. Uh, the we talked about the, the slimer and all the other stuff. This this kind of uh, baked my biscuits as well, so to speak. <laughs> when you go, when you go, the first time you go into and rec bar's got 105 on it as well but it's a pro uh-huh. the first time you go into after power up you yeah. go into the settings yeah it throws you a bunch of tech errors and it has five switch errors and as you cycle through the switch errors one or two of them it it names all the switches and one or two it says not used hmm. it's literally a, they shipped it out the door with a bug in it that in self-test automatically through five switch errors okay I, i'll have to look i, I never see when, when i booted mine up i set the time turned it on to free play uh adjusted some of the volumes and the call outs and everything like that and then um and that was it uh, for lack of a better term i just wheeled through the settings just to see if there's anything else i wanted to change and then you know there's dude, an you know I, inst- I installed six balls and went went at it it comes by default with adult mode on and i've had it i can't remember i did leave oh, i did leave that on on mine I, I did i did get it to the point where it said a nasty word oh did it and, okay uh if memory serves because it was one of those oh it did say that because i was trying to think of what what it could say yeah and i think it was remember in the mayor's and i'm not going to say the word but remember in the mayor's office toward the end of the first ghostbusters when the guy from the epa was arguing with the mayor and the ghostbusters and bill murray says causing he uh he disparages his manhood oh okay gotcha no i'd, I'd have to go back and watch that again and it, then, it doesn't yeah, okay. jump out at well me, then the mayor so. says is that true then bill says yes this man has no oh okay mm-hmm. okay gotcha. i'm pretty sure that's what it said <laughs> if memory serves oh but, that's funny yeah and i okay. can't remember how i made it say it but it said it <laughs> okay so yeah um but I know, I know one uh one dot eleven's out, and, and I just haven't read. If if anybody out there's got one eleven on their Ghostbusters, I'd be interested to know if you've got any problems. I mean, I've seen some scoring issues on one hundred five, but for now, I'm just gonna let it roll. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to upgrade mine until I figure out how to back it up. And I was looking. I was running through the README for one dot eleven, and. I, this is something that I had noted, but I'll, I'll go ahead and strike through it because I'm going to bring it up now. I, okay. no, I noted that 
the firmware upgrade um, procedure for a spike machine is actually easier than it is on a SAM machine, okay? Because it, it Oh, I thought it was the same. No, no, no. They, just reading through this on, on the on the spike machine, it seems like you just throw the file uh, on an empty FAT32 uh, USB thumb drive and then slap it into the slot, power it up, and then away it goes, okay? Mm-hmm. Into the USB slot, power it up, and, and away it goes. And then at that point, you just power it down and reboot it, and then it's, it's a done deal. You don't have to go into the service menu or you don't have to do anything like that. And... Um, before I before I go down the process of upgrading the code, I, w- I really would like to back up 105 because I, I you can't get that off of Stern's website at least not easily. I, I mean I've not gone like URL trolling or anything like that or you know done a crawl of their website to see if the the URL for the 105 code is still active even though it's not linked anywhere. Well, somebody on the out site. there has a process to back it up, don't they? Uh, I'm I, I don't know. I, I, this is the only Spike machine I've got, so I, I haven't just I really just haven't looked into it. Well, the reason I say that is because I hope so. I think someone has come up with a way, which leads me to believe Stern doesn't keep the old code out there. And yeah, it, I wish I'd have realized that going in and I'd have got grabbed a copy of 105 and everything as it's come out yeah well I, and now I have been doing that on all my machines for the SAM machines and um, so so I've, I've like maintained I, I'm maintaining like a code library for my SAM machines but since this is the first spike machine I've got um, and I missed I mean it's got 105 on it and I just didn't go out to the website to grab the 105 firmware when it was current so I don't know. I mean, maybe we could ask. Uh, maybe we could ask our, our local resident, uh, you know, stern <laughs> stern employee, and see maybe if he could get it for us. I don't know. We, we'd have to check in on that and find out. Good thing is we we know the guy to ask. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like I said, for right now, I'm going to run with 105. Yeah, me too. Uh, anything else on Ghostbusters for you, Whitney? Uh, there's a couple. Of, well, let's see. Let me think. Um, I did swap out my apron stickers, uh, oh, so yeah, the, so that was oh, so yeah, that that's was super the apron nice. Apron sticker saga. Yes, 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 yes. So that did draw to a close, and I do want to thank Stern for getting me the uh, the appropriate apron stickers, and uh, I am far happier with the with the proper apron stickers than I than I was with what came on the machine. Uh, it, it looks much cleaner and neater. I have now. no idea how you did that. I got that because <laughs> I, I just can just imagine uh, how. I don't know if they've got a jig where they can to lay those stickers on their straight or how they do it. I don't I, the way that I did it um is is largely very old school. What the, the only thing that I did is I took a super fine tip black sharpie and at the corners you know how the, at the corner of each sticker mm-hmm. you know how it's cut at an angle i would just draw just the littlest registration mark right there on top right there at trace each corner of the mm-hmm. sticker and then i would lift it up with a with a nice fresh uh, razor blade and then i took some citrus cleaner or whatever and then cleaned off any adhesive residue and then all i did brent was peel back the the adhesive um you know the adhesive protector off of the new sticker or off the new apron stickers and then i would just line up two corners and it's it's much like a triangle as soon as you line up two corners the third one is guaranteed to be lined and i would just essentially just start it with you know lay line it up with one hand and then use my other hand as a squeegee and then just roll it on and and you know something i it, it I found that the less time I spent on on it, the better the better the the better they came out, mm-hmm. and all three of my stickers lined back up absolutely 
perfectly. I, I mean, I would I, you, been, cannot, you cannot tell that they were ever pulled off. I would have been afraid that as the old sticker came off. Yeah. And um, it would have just like ripped in. You know how my luck one sticker would have come off in one perfect piece and then the other one would have come off in 14,000 little slivers <laughs> well and the, then the, I would have destroyed all my alignment marks trying to clean it up trying to clean, clean it, it up, up. Or, or scratch the apron or whatever you, you know what I think we we've got going for us and you've got going for you if you choose to go down this path is the stickers haven't been on the apron all that long so the adhesive is still I'm not going to say I'm not going to say it's fresh, but it hasn't completely set it set up. It I guess it has it hasn't aged and cured. <laughs> like the playfield glare, yeah. And so, <laughs> and so, well, that's a, a whole other discussion. I do suppose I have no ghosting. Yeah, no, and neither do I. Neither no. does re- neither does rec bar. Yeah, ne- mine's mine's fine. They've it, got like six six thousand five hundred plays on their machine. Yeah. Well, you know something. I, one thing I did not do is I did not write down my playfield manufacturer date or the the, the date stamp that's on the playfield. Mm-hmm. I, I need to I need to yank the glass and install these springs and you know install the lane guide or the um, uh, the lane protectors and all that. So I mean I'll be back in the machine several times before it's all said and done, and I, I'll make note of that. So. So the apron stickers are on. Yeah, apron stickers are on. And, you know, quite honestly, man, outside of that, I, you know, I'll, I'll publish the list of what I used for fixing the Slimer mech. I'll put that in the show notes in case anybody wants to use that as a starting point as well. But outside of that, Brent, I mean, I power, I, I installed six balls. I Not the stern balls. I, I used some, <laughs> some other balls. Not the gravel. They sent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not the, yeah, not the gravel that, that comes with it, but uh, but nonetheless, you know, I installed six balls, and uh, my daughter got the first play on the on the game, and uh, man, it ran for Saturday. It ran for like six hours or so, and w- registered a, a couple hundred plays plus over that amount of time, and it was uh, it was flawless when it comes to that. So I can't I can't complain after fixing the Slimer Mac. So far, so good. I mean, it, it got some air balls, okay, mm-hmm. and and the air balls did surprise people because the ball would pop, you know, pop and hit the glass, and I'd hear it, and then I'd notice the, the people kind of jerk back from the machine. It, it kind of surprised them. Them. but but outside of that i mean you it, would, it was it was good yeah. csi and my machine isn't the only one that does this uh-huh. there's a post a uh, 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 retractable post it's fired by coil yeah in the upper left portion of the main loop over by the skull and there is a perfect timing that that post will pop as the ball passes it, <laughs> and it will launch the ball it's straight glass. in the glass. Straight into the glass, and yes. I mean, if it hasn't broken yet, so yeah, I'm yeah. knock on wood. It's all good. Knock, oh, hold on, let me. Yeah, there you go. Knock on a burger time. Yeah, knock on a burger time. Yeah. Um, I, I was waiting for uh, Maxine, my dog, to go just like, hey. <laughs> All right. So anyway, yeah, but that's it. That, that's Ghostbusters. So at this point, yeah, it's got some plays on it. It was uh, it was a hit. I, Brent, I'll say this: the game is a crowd pleaser. There is no doubt about it. Oh, because yes. my wife and her cousin, my daughter and her cousins, and did you my put a cousin, sub on it yet? No, but I'm going to. Okay, yeah. I'm going to. Have you have you put one on yours? That's yet? That's on the list of things to do. Getting ready for what I've got coming up to mention here. Yes. Okay. I've gotcha. got a sub setting under there. Yeah, and I've got a sub. I've got a sub ready to go for mine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to install one, but uh, 
it, it's it's interesting because it, okay, here's the one thing I will say. So uh, you know, on my ACDC, okay, I have uh, you know I've I've got the I've got the aftermarket speakers and, and the woofer on it and everything like that, and uh, flipper fidelity is what I've got on my ACDC. And it does sound better than than stock, okay? The Ghostbuster sounds pretty good stock, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll admit. See, now I don't have like an ACDC that I've, I can sit next to it and compare yeah. like stock to stock. Yeah. But it does sound good. It sounds good, but let's say like my Tron, which is which is in the same vintage as ACDC, the, the stock sound system, it's adequate, but it... it sounds kind of lacking after you've got like a flipper fidelity system in it or something and so uh the ghostbusters doesn't have the punch that the acdc has but it sounds way better than my tron does what came first tron or acdc oh tron came first yes yes i had heard an interview with uh i can't remember who it was it was this guy that did sound on acdc and he for acdc if i've got this correct he talked stern into changing the uh, bottom cabinet uh-huh. speaker opening yes from little slits uh-huh. to like a full cutout and it, i guess mesh yeah just so that he could get more sound because basically they were blocking more than half of the sound capability yeah. of the the cabinet speaker so yeah, I could see even if the, even like vintage games where the ACDC would sound better. Just yeah, it, and it does, and especially if you have a premium or, or an LE, then it sounds even better because it has a bigger woofer in it. I've mm-hmm. got a Pro, so mine has the smaller. Well, it had the smaller woofer in it, but it still sounded great. You know, I had a sub hooked to, hooked to it, and it sounded fantastic. But Ghostbusters will get the sub treatment. There, there's no doubt. And so I'll I'll throw a shaker in it and roll on. But for me, what I'm now looking forward to is a color DMD for Ghost. Busters because I think that's going to be a bit. I think it is going to be a bit, uh, and well, it. I think it's going to be a long while actually before we see it. Yeah. Unfortunately, but if there's a game that would benefit from it, Ghostbusters would benefit from so it. Here, yeah. Here's what I think is going to happen. First of all, color DMD. Uh, they have to have the dots stabilized because yeah. basically what they do, if if let, let me just try to sum, summarize it real quick from what I understand, they. They look for every frame as it comes from the game code, and they write their own version of the frame. Mm-hmm. They do every possible frame. Mm-hmm. Which they do every frame. I, I wonder if I with, wonder with, it, with an Excel spreadsheet. Oh, it's crazy. I, so. I just wonder how they would do like the match sequences because there's just there's there's a lot going on there's just so much going on that you could possibly do and how you do the scoring and i I assume that they've got some way where they could split the frames up in like quadrants you would would think so because with the matches it's it's almost like a it's almost like a like a um a slot machine you know reel that's spinning and everything and so it's there's there's just so much there so much there i would say that I mean, my opinion is I don't think anybody would even want to start working on Color DMD for Ghostbusters for probably another year. Like what you're saying, the code has to be stable. The code has to be stable, and the dots have to be stable. And I'm not sure that it's. I'm not sure it would be considered stable yet at this point. Is there a Color DMD for Metallica? Yes. Uh Oh yeah, because that was one that that was the one that surprised him because out of nowhere they code landed. You know, after the game was two years old. Yeah, but. What would not surprise me, and I've I've thought about this, I'm about 50-50, we all know that Spike has this video capability. I mean, you see it in Batman, um, you've got just the, the 
beginnings of it with the ecto goggles and ghostbusters where you're doing some video i think it was in the le wrestlemania they actually mm-hmm. had like a screen yep yep it would not surprise me if stern offers a factory upgrade kit to do some kind of colorization well here's here's the thing and i'm going to rain on your parade okay because i don't think it'll ever happen all right and this is the reason why because who's the little who's the little uh, proverbial little black rain cloud right now exactly yeah and that would be david david be me mr paul i need to redraw that i need you to redraw that artwork sir here's the thing they they have already got uh they have already got the economic model for ghostbusters worked out and done okay so they understand what it takes to build it the bill of materials and they understand how profitable each machine is maybe they would brent but here's the thing i mean it's a lot of r&d it's a lot of r&d and it's a lot of retrofit and and there's no guarantee that everybody who bought a ghostbusters would buy that particular mod so Mm -hmm. chances are you're maybe you would recoup 30 to 40 percent of your of your buy base to get that i mean you and i would probably be candidates or customers for that uh just because we're home collectors and everything like that but but uh, you know like on on location machines no way and here's the other thing uh i've been waiting on a supposed retrofit kit for acdc for like three years now that according to some people that have talked to some people at stern was going to see the light of day and it never did what was the retrofit kit today it was um it was for the original acdc uh pros to led it like a no not to led it but to retrofit it with the swinging bell oh that, that the that the premiums and the le's and the second run pros had i was thinking of the of the iron man vault mm-hmm. and retro of course that's just leds because they led that yeah I they mean, did they did it's, LED it's it. conventional lamp sockets right it, it is LED. yeah okay. they, they just, right. they just okay. that's where i was getting yeah yeah yep yeah, okay. yep yeah, 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 yeah. and and so i, I now look I, from I, just, a, from I, a, I just have a low confidence level yeah. that will that we'll see hey I, I hope to be proven well, wrong because i'll buy it you know I, I was about to make a comment and then i think you know you just kind of just took me there and the comment was if I was thinking ahead for software development for a new platform and I knew it had all this video capability, uh-huh. I would have worked out a development system for that. And then I would have already had those dots if I didn't want to go because maybe production or cost just yet. I would have probably tried to develop, but it's a completely different technology yeah. where you develop the video and then you can't really easily scale that back to dots yeah you know because yeah. it's two different things it, it is it is you know so, so i i'm yeah. thinking you got the video in the can because you've already used the system but to develop the dots for the game they chose not to and, but yeah know? i don't i don't i don't think that I they're just, probably I, that I, far ahead i just at the time i just don't i just don't think they're yeah. i don't think it's going to happen i already I th- talked myself I, out of it i think it's batman i think it's batman 66 onward and upward yep. dude and i talked myself out for, of it for good or bad ghostbusters is that game in between and so it has it has a lot of the it, it has the platform but i just don't think that it it, it will carry everything forward so uh you know could, could i be wrong i would hope to be proven wrong well actually. you got a you got a headphone jack in it so you can just hook yourself up that is true that is true all right so let me let's just move on whitney that's a lot of yeah. ghostbusters yeah we, we've ghostbusted ourselves to so, death. so here's what else i've got going on i've got three game room parties this 
in these week these oh, weeks around the you. holidays look at you mr I, social butterfly no yeah i host the family for thanksgiving everybody comes and plays in the game room yep so that has already passed yeah uh shortly thereafter which is this coming saturday as we record i have an annual birthday bash come play my games party yeah so that's coming up this saturday mm-hmm. uh and that has been anywhere i could literally weasel a minute or two i've been trying to tweak things down here yeah. so yeah. In, in the game room understandable and then the wednesday after so that's the will be wednesday next week my team for from work all the people that are here in town they're we're having kind of our, our holiday christmas gathering at my house so my my whole team is going to come out and play yeah okay cool so i've got three things going on and, and that trying to get ready for all of that coupled with all the stuff I mentioned earlier has really kind of changed the direction on some stuff. And then, so here, here's, here's another update and, and I don't want to talk pinball to death, but looking around, man, the videos have been here. Wait a minute. Hold, I don't want to wait. I don't want to get Maxine all, all riled up, but I'm going to, yeah, there I'm, you I'm go. I'm going to knock on wood softly. Yeah. All the videos have been just perfect. Yeah. Rock you know, solid. Rock solid. That, you know, please stay that way. Yeah. Um, I fired everything up multiple times. We ran it the whole day, Thanksgiving. Videos were played all day, didn't have any issues. So it's a lot of the efforts been in the pinball. The Back of the Future is sitting there behind you. I've not gotten near as far on it as I would have liked to have gotten because of everything else I've had to attend to. I would liken the Back of the Future to an auto accident where you've had the wreck. Yeah. And then you back up. And you get a running start and you re-wreck again and you re-ram the car. Interesting. Okay. Because I have changed directions on that. I've had to step back on it. And I was initially going to do a lot of play field touch up and I got the paints and all that. And I just, I flat out ran out of time. Yeah. And I knew that if I did it, it wouldn't have time to cure and then still give me time to reassemble it. Yeah. And then the farther I got into it, let's just... I, I kind of had to, the game is nice. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It, it's a pretty nice example. Yeah. Um, I've seen maybe one better and a lot that have been worse. Yeah. Yeah. So, but there's enough going on where honestly, if I really th- set back and I looked at like some of the places in the cabinet and I, I'm sure I can get decals for it. I know someone that's already done all the artwork and I can get it printed. And, but honestly, I'm like, I've just I've had to reevaluate and I'm trying to come to grips with I'm going to put it together it's going to be a nice game I'm probably going to at least touch up and then and then clear where the ball drops out of the ramp because it's Mm -hmm. pretty rough I'm going to do that after the fact like after the holidays yeah but honestly I think I'm just going to let it run I've got the coin taker LEDs that those are going in it this is a good game to to get like a little skill set oh yeah sure sure yeah the game isn't very hard to tear down. When I cleaned all the plastics with my Mean Green that I've discussed in prior shows, yeah. and I poured them out to dry, it has got the fewest number of posts and pieces of plastic that I, I could I could darn near put them all in the palm of one hand. Yeah, There's just not a lot going on in the game. So it's a good game to get in and uh, try to match rubbers for color and color match LEDs. So all that's still going to go on. I'm working on assembly now. Last night I got the pops back in it and I've been, I found a few dodgy solders on some replaced coils and I'm just going through all that stuff. And, you know, 
ideally tonight after we finish recording, I'm going to go in and start reassembling the top of the play field. Mm, okay. Well, that's good. That's so good. I think, I think that's going to, how it's going to have to line up. Cause I really want it out here. I want to add another pinball for this coming weekend. Yeah, I, I understand. And you know, something here, here's an interesting point. I'll say this and it knocks another bullet uh, point out of my notes, but you know, ran the ran the game room over the over the weekend for Thanksgiving, and I noticed that the pins got played three to one to the vids. Yeah, just the way it is. You That's know? how it works here. And and it's it's inter- it's an interesting note. It's something that that I that I'm factoring in to what I to to what I'm going to do with the game room long term. But I'm just going to say the the pins get played three to one <laughs> to the vids, and you know something that's going to change the type the the vid titles that I have in my game room. It has to because I, I I've got to make it somewhat mass appeal. But then, by and large, um, if I'm going to have so many pins in the game room, then I can be a little choosier on on the vid titles. You know, I, I don't have to have every vid title to please everybody, and so uh, I'm I'm actually liking the fact that I can be a little more selective on the vid on the vid um, on the vid layout, so to speak, because I know I know the pins are going to get just so much action. So yeah, well, I'm kind of coming to that realization as well. And the thing is, is that the yep. games. The videos that I've got down here, I'm having a hard time wanting to turn over. Uh-huh. There's definitely videos that everybody plays. Uh-huh. The My family in general, they gravitate over to the Nintendos to play Super Mario yeah. you know, versus, versus titles. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a multi down here, so there's no, but I do have a pack, a multi-pack. Yeah. And my niece is getting into playing Pac-Man quite a bit. Uh-huh. They like Tempest, yeah. but you know I don't see letting my go letting go of my Berserk. I like the Berserk, but nobody yeah. plays it. Yeah, but nobody plays the it. The Gorf yeah. gets occasional play. Nobody touches Domino Man. Yeah, I you know Domino Man. It's it's a great collector's game. Yes, that's where that falls. It, it, yeah. it, it truly is. It's a it's a wonderful collector's game. And if I had unlimited space, I would have one. But it's I I, I just cannot see it turning anything over in the game room at all. So the, yeah, the family loves Battle Zone. That gets uh-huh. played quite often. Yeah. Centipede. Asteroids is kind of, uh, you yeah, know. Kind of iffy. Yeah. The, the younger boys love the Neo Geo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the Hydro Thunder. Yeah. Hardly anybody touches anything directly behind me. The the Tempest. Excuse me, not the Tempest. The, uh, the Defender yeah. or the Time Pilot. Yeah. So... I mean, I think what's going to end up happening is, is like I've kind of always envisioned, which is I'm going to have this core set of games, but and I'm then going to have some swaps, and I'm going to have some, I'm going to have some, some rotation, rotation, some occasional rotation, and that's that's exactly how mine's going to go yeah. as well. So it's all good. Uh, let's see, we're, real quick, what else? Uh, two, three other things, real quick. Uh, I did a little work on the F14, kind of getting back into the uh, the pin side of it. Uh, no pun intended. And this was kind of funny. And this is just kind of a life lesson learned here. I had a, I, I turned the game on and it just went nuts with switch errors. You know, uh, those System 11 games and I, maybe some of the other Williams System games, they'll fire the knocker to get your attention. <laughs> and what a, it was every switch that was along one of the habit trails. Okay. So I got looking at the game and the ball gate wasn't working. The diverter. And I had that problem earlier on when I had gotten the game, but I have since moved it. And I thought, okay, well, what happened? And I got in there and I got into the test mode and it would fire. That's weird. So I started kind of honestly poking at it. I just put it in a cycle and it was really weak compared to the other gate. Oh, I see. So I I, I could tell the board had had some work. So I took the driver board out and I 
you know, I thought, am I, having, is, am I starting to have some issues with the driver? So I changed the driver. I changed the pre-driver. Yeah, okay. I redid all the, you know, make sure all the traces were, were cleaned up and bridged some stuff, rebridged some stuff because the board had had some work. There would obviously been a driver burn up and damage it. Still had problems. So I'm staring at it, and I thought, well, I wonder if this has got the wrong coil in it. And I went to look at the part number, and it said Stern on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Williams game. And I was like, uh, okay, it just says Stern. That doesn't mean the part numbers aren't the same or the wine. Totally wrong part altogether. Yeah. Yeah. It had like almost two times the number of windings that needed. And when you add windings you for the same voltage, you have less power, less mm-hmm. pull on the plunger. Yeah. And for whatever reason, both of the gates had the same coil. Both of the both of them were wrong, mm-hmm. but one of them was really strong and the other was really weak. I see. So that the one that was really weak, it must have just been that particular coil or combo with what was going on with the driver board. And I dug through all my stuff and I knew I needed just one and I stopped digging when I found the first one. And I replaced it, and it works great. Hmm. It's, the other one's still got the wrong coil in it, and eventually I'll go through my other stash and dig up another coil or buy one and yeah. replace it. But yeah. so yeah, if you have, if always check both ends of the equation. Don't just assume it's on the driver board. And you know, I was like, I could have saved myself a good hour, but you know, I'm an idiot. <laughs> lesson learned. Lesson learned. So there's a lesson to you: check both ends of the equation. It, very true. Uh, and I taken it apart too and cleaned it. Yeah. And I was like, didn't even notice it. Yeah. Didn't pay any attention. Um, one of the things I, one of the things I've been working on as well, kind of in between everything to get ready for the, for my gatherings and my parties is, um, I don't think I've mentioned, have I mentioned the tables on the show yet? Whitney? No, you have not. No, no, this is a first. Okay. I am making, or I have made two tables out of the sides of a pole position. So before anybody has any strokes, Whitney, I know, saw this cabinet before it came apart. Yeah, it's, it was it was a basket case. It yeah. was robbed, broken, battered, destroyed. But oddly enough, the sides were in relatively good shape for a pole position. The rest of it was com- completely just beat and destroyed and broken. <laughs> it was well past a parts game and darn near what some people would have called a target. So... Before the game met its demise, I, when, I, when I took the cabinet apart, I saved the sides. And I thought, you know, I'll make something out of them eventually. And what I decided to do is make tables out of them. So both of them, I scuffed up, I cleaned them up really well. And then they've got their nicks and scrapes and all that, all that stuff and little dog ears on the edges. Yeah. Then I, with, I sealed it with three coats of polyurethane. So I lock all that in, and that keeps any additional peeling. So it's got some character, but it's locked in. But it's locked in, so it's frozen. It's frozen. Yeah, I backed it with a with a each piece, each side with a three quarter inch piece of plywood. Took a router and a template bit, and cut out basically a backer. And what I wanted to do was strengthen it because that's just particle board. Yeah, and by the time I put it on table legs, I didn't want. You know, for example, what what hangs over is the marquee area that would be easily broken. So basically, I just the the three quarter inch plywood is more or less the table, and then the side of the game is screwed to it from the bottom almost as a top. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I slot cut took a slot cutter and I cut that three quarter inch piece of plywood for T molding and got a hundred foot of T molding, and I T molded the side 
and that underlaying matching piece of plywood. So from the side, it's an inch and a half tall, yeah. three quarter inch and three quarter inch. Yep, yep. And it's T molded all the way around it. Yeah. And then I got the whole thing, both of them set on bar height, uh, commercial table basis. Yeah. And that, that'll look sweet when yeah. it's done. And what I'm yeah. going to do is I'm going to, uh, one of them is being gifted. Okay. And sorry, Whitney, it's not you. Yeah, it's all good. That's all good. Uh, the other is I'm keeping. somewhat disappointed, but that's all I'm, good. I'm you sorry, know, it's, it, because because it, they are they're going to turn out really sweet. There's no doubt. Well, I'm gifting it. it. It wasn't my idea. Rec Bar actually did it. Okay, they did it with some, another cabinet that they had, just a generic cabinet that was the same way. The middle of the cabinet, like the coin door area and all that, and the back and the t- it was just destroyed, but it had relatively good sides. Mm-hmm. They broke the sides off and cut like a couple inches off the bottom where the bottom was busted. Yeah, and then made tables out of them. Yeah. So, Jimmy and his wife saw those at Rec Bar and made. She made a comment. His Jimmy's wife Rhonda made a comment about how cool that is. And they wish that they still had something from when they were operators yeah. to, to have something similar. To do something like that, yeah. The pole position came from them. Uh, yeah, okay. So yeah. I took that idea and I said, well, I've got these two sides that came from their warehouse. That's where the tables came from. So one is going to go to them as a Christmas gift slash birthday gift. Her birthday's the same same day as mine, oddly oh, enough. I see. Okay, I see. And then the other I'm keeping. So what I'm going to do is during my gatherings, I'm going to put it up in the kitchen, and that's where I'm going to lay all the food out. Yeah, that, that works out well. It's on the side of the cabinet. Yeah, so. that works out well. I mean, are, so are you, so you're going to keep the same shape, so it's going to have the exact same shape as the as the side of the it cabinet? It has the never... exact same contour as yeah. the side of the cabinet. Yeah, that's a, yeah, interesting, interesting. It's not like a square piece of uh-huh. plywood with a, with a side screwed to it. Yeah. I put them together and then I took a, a like I said, a router. I flush trimmed it and, 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 and copied I, it. Yeah. And I copied it. Yeah, that's cool. And so they're sandwiched together. Yeah, it's the to- exact same profile. Totally sweet. Totally yeah. sweet. That's one of those things that after you see it, it's like, man, I I would really like to make one of those, and but of course it's a it's a fair weather project, and so yeah, that's a that's a spring summer type of type of deal. Well, but I learned yeah, a couple it, lessons. If if you get in a position or I get in a position where we can get another and not just you know what I, what I think I'm going to do now. Uh, I know that there's uh, some other folks that have said, man, that's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, all we have to do is take a cabinet and basically copy a side. Yeah, and then you could. If you want to paint it or do whatever, just do do it, anything. It doesn't have to be an actual arcade cabinet. Yeah. You can order any art you want. Yeah, and sticker it. Yeah, exactly. And make it anything. And make it anything. Yeah, that, that that could work out. That could work out. I mean, I've I've got I've got plenty of other projects in the pl- plenty of other irons in the fire, but it, it's a neat project for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, it's taken longer than I thought, but I've also been working on it for several months here and there, an yeah. hour here, an hour there. Yeah, yeah. So those did get finished up. Yeah, cool. Cool. All right, then finally, real quick, Nick Baldridge for the For Amusement Only, the EM and Bingo Pinball Podcast. Uh, big thanks to Nick because, uh, you know, anything that is Nippet related, Nick, he's got his Nippet radar going. So what's, your, what's the fascination with that game? I, I mean, well, Local Collector has one. I played it. I really enjoyed it. It's just got. Uh, you know the alligator toy at the top is kind of cool where it'll reach out and grab the ball you you know you it's got a bu- uh, a button below the flipper button where you yeah. can activate it um it's got some there i think they were a little bit more common on some of the em games but it's got some different rollovers and targets that you just don't see on the solid state i just enjoyed it yeah okay and nick has tried to draw me into the em world 
since the word hello. Mm, and so he, he, I think he's got that hook in me and he's, he's trying to get me with a nip it. Okay. So anyway, he had this article that was in a pinball trader newsletter from 1987 and he was kind enough to scan it for me and send it over. And unfortunately, Nick, I apologize. I've still got it. I haven't read it yet. I just have not had time to hardly breathe. Uh, it's on, it's high on the list of things to do. So yeah, cool. I want to give Nick a shout out. That's awesome. Great guy, man. Great guy. He, he's taking good care of us over, you know, over the past, uh, year or so. So, yeah. yeah. So Whitney, are you, so are you doing anything for the holidays? So man, uh, I'll completely fast forward over the Ghostbuster stuff that I had because we've already mentioned it. So there's no sense in revisiting that. So, I, I mean, our thanks. Yeah, I mean, coming off Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving holiday, Thanksgiving break, we had a tremendous time. Uh, family got together three separate times. Okay, so between the two families, already three sides. Yes. So we did Thanksgiving on Thursday, Thanksgiving on Friday, and Thanksgiving on Saturday. I like you some okay. turkey. Uh, yes, yes, uh, the, for sure, dude. How's so, the how's the belt line going? Oh no, everything's good, man. Everything's good. So I have put on no weight over the Thanksgiving holiday, so everything is a okay. But I manage that, you know. So it's it's just something you just have to kind of keep an eye on as, as you go. But um, nonetheless, uh, we didn't. You know, we traveled for Thursday, we traveled for Friday, but we hosted Thanksgiving uh, at our house on Saturday. And so did the, did the whole cook and you know, the whole clean the house the the cooking scenario and and wound up having wound up having I just put that microphone there yeah thank you very much <laughs> I moved my feet and it went kapow and it was it was done it's totally new yeah it, it is what well, actually kind of took me by surprise because I was waiting for it to bounce back and hit me in the teeth you know <laughs> but uh, fortunately that didn't happen but anyway. I mean, we wound up having like uh, over twenty people at our house on Saturday, so a fairly wow. good, a fairly good gathering. Uh, tons of kids running everywhere through the house, which is actually a blessing, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it it kind of unnerves me to begin with, but then once everybody settles in and you realize that number one, the house won't burn down, and number two, nobody's going to, you don't think everybody's going to torch everything it's you all, have. It's then all it's fun okay. To, it's all fun to hear glass break. Isn't, isn't that the truth? Yes, or or other or other things happen, like glow sticks come out and stuff like that but anyway <laughs> uh everything turned out a-okay and had the game room fired up and people were playing the vids they were playing the game you know playing the pins and everything it, it wound up uh wound up great and one thing that i know well i'd mentioned what i noticed about the pin versus vid play ratio and everything mm-hmm. but you know of all the games of the vids that got played the most it made me happy i saw i, I saw somebody at donkey kong 3 almost every time i checked and you know something that just made me happy because it's it is a it, it it is an unsung hero I in do the like, arcade. I do like Donkey Kong Three. It is a it the is only a way very I, fun game. The only way I like Donkey Kong is if it's followed with the number three. <laughs> Fair enough, man. And you know my Donkey Kong didn't really get a lot of play. I, I was wonder uh, why. Well, you know, you know something. It, it's it's interesting. I think um, it, I don't know. It, it needs to go down the annals of games such as Paperboy. <laughs> <laughs> you did not like Paperboy or Seven Twenty down in oh, Nashville. I no. could tell that for sure. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, now but, I remember why I don't like playing them. Yeah, no, that, that's that's funny, but uh, but no, Donkey Kong Three was definitely getting definitely getting a lot of love uh, over the weekend. But the pins were just, I mean, they were just maraudered, man. So ev- everything was good on that. 
but I uh, yeah, had, a, had a really good time. Didn't shut everything down until like 2.30 on Sunday morning. And uh, everything. You shouldn't have uh, given those ki- all those kids all that sugar. Man, they were running strong. They were running strong. But the one thing I will say, after midnight, uh, all but one set of the kids were, were gone. And then, quite honestly, the, the adults played pinball for like uh, for like two and a half to three hours. So it, it worked out pretty well. It was it was fun. Um, arcade updates, I you know, Brent, I've not really had a tremendous amount of arcading going on, but for the Thanksgiving holiday, I did uh, I did move a couple in to the to the game room. I moved in my Satan's Hollow and my Mad Planets. Um, I did uh, just do a couple little cleanup items on the Satan's Hollow. I replaced the front kick panel on it and uh, just just gave it a, gave it kind of a, a good once over and uh, just cleaned it up a bit and, and it worked uh, worked well. It did get some play, that's for sure. A lot of people would kind of look at it and go, huh. And then they play it, and they would say, "Man, that's actually pretty fun." It's like, yeah, I know, it's got that kind of hum value to it, but but yes, it is fun. Um, brought in the Mad Planets. Oh, I'm sure a lot of people haven't seen it. Yeah, and that and that's just it. That's yeah. just it. Mad Planets was the same way. Um, yeah, brought in, brought it in, fired it up. The monitor wouldn't come on, so I had to look at that. It was playing blind. Got that sorted out. That was actually a pretty big hit at the uh, you know at at the party as well. So that that's got a lot of. Huh, but I, I think it's because people just haven't seen it either, you know. So, so that was uh, so that was something that that had to be squared away. And outside of that, um, I pulled out my Popeye out of my row, and I pulled out my Nintendo Versus uh, Unisystem, and I I really kind of I did this on Sunday, just kind of gave them the once over because one of those two cabinets has got to be my Skyskipper cabinet, and I'm I'm really kind of torn as to which one is going to be sacrificed and turned into turned into skyskipper now are uh, they both is the unisystems an actual popeye or is it a donkey Kong cabinet uh it is an actual popeye okay. so it, uh, it is yes it would be a popeye so converted to unisystem because uh you know the monitors mounted you know the monitors oh. mounted horizontally okay, and, right. and everything so like you don't that have the extra holes and stuff no like that. Uh, okay. no so 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 it's all good uh when it comes to that and it really just kind of comes down to the overall cabinet condition which one is the better cosmetic candidate to to turn into skyskipper because i want i want the better of the two to be the skyskipper and i think the better of the two is going to be the popeye and that really kind of bums me because i don't i didn't really want to I didn't really want to tear down a Popeye to make a skyskipper per se, even though there's not a lot. There's not a lot of tear down well, to you can it. Still, is the Unisystem cabinet relatively decent? Oh, it's in great shape. Oh yeah, well, you can yeah. still come out up with a Popeye. Oh, You're yeah. just doing crossway yeah, swap. I, I just have to do a crossway swap. Yeah. That's exactly right. And and I think that's how, I think that's actually how it's going to go down. So, um, so anyway, so so that's that. Um, I you know I haven't completely decided on how that's going to work itself out, but hey, yeah, it, it's I've got to make a call. For fairly soon because i got to get shaken all right mm-hmm. on, on that so uh, i mentioned skyskipper so i'll close out my updates with just a quick uh, you know just a quick uh, byline on it uh we did get a major major update to the website done we published the entire um nintendo of america visit story on the website on the noa story and so that is now up and i worked on that blog post for what felt like 
many, many, many hours to get that done. I went back and looked at the revision count on it, and Brent, I'd saved that I'd saved that stupid article over a hundred times oh, wow. before I hit publish on it. I'm so, looking at the page now. Yeah, yeah. So, so there, there's, there's a lot to it, and you know, you have to. It was an exercise in creative writing, simply because you want to tell a compelling story, <laughs> but you don't want it. Uh, You're taking a college course. Yes, definitely. Well, look at it. It's long, okay, and there's there's a lot there, but um, that was uh, th- that was a milestone really for us on the project to get that done because we had to get that posted so that we can move forward with everything, okay? Because you, you have to have that base level set so that you can at least go forward with you know at least go forward with the story and everything like that. So you now I, I talked about everybody that that helped me get in touch with Billy Mitchell and how that start how that process went and just you know yada 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 not going to recan it all because it's all there on the website but if you've got you know, if you've got an hour of time and you're following the project and you haven't seen it yet just go to the website skyskipperproject.com and, and it is all there uh, a, a new um, of development I guess that that has not made it on the website yet but I'll, I'll talk about it now because it just happened uh, actually this, you know earlier today we got in our first test prints of the artwork Okay, so I've got a I've got a beta version of the control panel overlay and a beta version of the bezel, and we do still have some color corrections to do. It looks good, but it doesn't look it doesn't it's not finished. Okay, but we are making substantial progress on the artwork package. Uh, the only two pieces that we have left to go are the. Um, marquee and the side art and uh that is being worked on daily uh at this point until that is finished up uh we did and we also did announce that uh rich at this old game is uh is the exclusive uh partner for the for reproducing the artwork for us and he has been and brent he has been fabulous to work with i mean rich he's been responsive he's he's really he's dug in on it and and he, he is just he's he's been a joy to work with on this so uh rich if you rich or kinder if you hear this i, I want to thank you in advance for all the hard work that you're doing uh that you're doing with us on on this project it's gonna it's gonna be awesome so outside of that man that's uh that's pretty much it brent that's what my last month is has been uh, has been entailed with, and I, I know we need to. I'll turn this back over to you for your for you to start on our trip to Nashville. You know, before we get into uh, our updates and kind of close out the show. I, I'm sorry, our feedback and kind of close out the show. Um, you know, we took a trip to Nashville this month, so both of us set aside an entire weekend to go down to the Grand Old Game Room Expo. So why don't you why don't you give us your initial thoughts on that, and I'll I'll give mine as we go as well, and we can talk about uh, talk about our weekend there because you know it was interesting there was actually more prep to go down there than I thought there was going to be. I wound up investing more time in the mm-hmm. prep than I thought that I would. I, you know, I kind of just thought, okay, we're, we're going to represent the same sessions that we did at, you know, it's at the Southern Fry Game Room Expo and everything will just kind of be a toss it in and roll. But we, but it, as always, there's actually, there's more to it than that. Oh, yeah. So, we, yeah. we started off with that base and then we changed up quite a bit and then kind of modify for where you're at and like I said, we just there was a few things to freshen up here and there, so yeah. a few things that had changed, some updates to make. And then before you know it, you roll down there with a carload of stuff for just two people, you know. And for the time we were being there, we we're going to be there. If we were just going to go to visit, you know, we could have taken our clothes probably in a gym bag. 
And yep. we, we ended up loading the car up with all the car kinds was, of... The car yeah. was full. Again, the car was yeah. full. Yeah. We, we overpacked. Well, I, I look at the... And we, we, you know, we've uh, tripped down... We've what have we done? We went to Atlanta. First year we went to Atlanta. We took my Subaru, my little Outback, and then we took the Outback again to um you know to to Nashville. And it's like we loaded that thing as uh, almost as high as it would mm-hmm. go. And it's like we've man. taken we've taken my truck once or twice to Atlanta. Uh, once to Atlanta. Once to Atlanta. So, no, I'm sorry. We took your truck the first. No, we took your truck the first year to Atlanta, and then we took the Outback the second year to Atlanta. That's what we did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the high speed that's there to your left is came from Atlanta. Yeah, the first year, not first the second year. year. Yep. Correct. Yes. So walking into to the venue, the hotel was just phenomenal. Yes. I mean, yeah. I the hotel for for a first year type show. The hotel was now. Was it a Marriott, Whitney? It was a Marriott. It was a Marriott, and it was fabulous. It was fabulous. It was, the rooms I, were great. It was it was pimptastic. Yep. Is what it was. It, Easily one of the best Marriotts I've ever stayed in. Now the show organizer David Corrigan, mm-hmm. and I always want to say Kerrigan, like Nancy. Uh, for those in the United States that may not, or, and actually those under like maybe thirty who don't know who Nancy Kerrigan is, Google her and be prepared for the story but uh, it's it's, a, <laughs> yeah. it's not it's nothing it's work safe oh yeah, yeah sure. it, safe. it is it is it's just it's, a, just a, it's, a, it's it, a blemish on it's a blemish on american society is it, what it the is olympics yes yes uh so david who did you know i don't think i caught david's wife's name did you i, I did not and i apologize for that i didn't she was she was so she nice was, she was a sweetheart it, we didn't even have to ask for something if it looked like we kind of needed something she yeah. was what do you need what's going on yeah. we can do this we've got this going on i mean she was on it but uh david and his wife picked i mean a wonderful venue you had <laughs> a, a huge entrance it right was... off the parking lot that came right into right where the registration area was yes you had a, a hall that kind of entered like a it walked into like a T area, yeah. you know, where the hall just kind of ran right in front of you, like a big T shape, you know, and you had uh, vendors and others displays like our, our table. And we had project pinball stuff out on our table yep, and, and the junkies table. Those were all right there. Kind of along that hall where you could T to the right or T to the left and see all of that. And then as you went to the right, you had large conference rooms where some of the VR stuff was some yeah. of the console stuff, but you could walk straight into the main game room. And, and it, you were just there. And what I loved about that venue is that everything was within earshot of everything else. Mm-hmm. You did not have to walk all over a hotel or go up, go up a myriad of flight of, you know, flight of stairs or escalators to get to one half of this in the, in the, let's say the, you know, the session rooms weren't on the other side of the hotel and everything like that. I mean, Brent, it literally, and for everybody right listening, there. everything was right there. It was like a donut with the game room in the middle of the donut. Yeah, exactly. And everything was everything was just circular in, 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 that, in, in that layout. I'd, I'd perchance to say that it was probably the best show layout that I've seen of all the shows that I've been to when it, when you just talk about convenience factor, okay? Yes, yeah. Because it was all there. And you think about, okay, so if everything's in one place, then then there's got to be some compromise on on the size of the let's say of the of the exhibit hall and everything like that no there wasn't it was huge and it could it could hold tons of games yep. and it was laid out it was laid out great well, you, I, I loved it from for for that reason alone you mentioned the panel rooms yep you could come in that door right off the parking lot yes hang a right yep you know 
walk down the uh, the the aisle and look at the vendors, take a tight left, and, and you're basic, there. And basically, what you're doing is you're just walking the perimeter of the main ballroom that yes. is now the game room. Yep. And if you wanted to, you could go straight in the game room, play some games, and then go out the right side <laughs> into the hall, and you're right and there. You're it's there. All right there. It was all right there. And I, I'm telling you, uh, and we were on this. Our rooms were on the second floor, and literally all we had to do was walk out of our rooms, hang a left, walk down one flight of steps. It dumped us out right there inside the main hallway walk another what felt like 30 feet and then you're in the game room you're mm-hmm. in the main exhibit room at the ballroom and it i mean the layout was just the layout was phenomenal it was a great choice very a very modern a, a very modern marriott i think david had said that it had just under uh, finished renovations it felt like it it looked like mm-hmm. it it was crisp it was clean it was modern it was very contemporary and it was just laid out perfectly so if you didn't make it to nashville for this show you need to put it on your radar because I think it has all the makings of being a great, great show over time. I noticed sure. I noticed some uh, Atlanta folks that had come down and uh, some friends of ours from Louisville had come up because it's right there in that middle spot. Uh-huh. No, like the, you said, the, the Atlanta people came up. Oh, yeah, the Atlanta came up. There you go. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, no worries. So... Uh, <laughs> you walked right in the door and you know I, i'll give a shout out now to chris royalty and do you know chris is the company the powder coating and plating company name it, well that's called pinballplating.com okay okay and the company that he runs though is hot rod arcades so he actually owns two businesses well i don't know if it's two businesses but it's two different websites and i think he runs all the powder coating and the plating through one company and then everything else like the game sales and everything like that through the hot rod arcade so that's it, how i understand Chris had a uh, a good size spread right kind of toward the back third as you walked in. Yeah. With I mean the stuff that he had laid out was, <laughs> it was gorgeous. Un- it was unbelievable. Coin doors, pinball. It was like a rainbow of these pinball yes. legs from yes. the different types of plating that he can do, fade it right into the powder coating and yeah kind of your just every day to your exotic colors i mean it was crazy it was and, it and was it was pretty unbelievable I, I, i'm pretty picky and they were they looked really oh yeah good. they looked really yeah. good yes um that i've i've not played one of these since literally back in the day on location mm-hmm. you walk in and this is the kind of games they had there was two major havocs and a quantum set in there dedicated major havocs not conversions and and they they were they were all original not reproduction cabinets not 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 that there's anything against that at all no these were all serial number toting major havocs and quantums right there so right there just just to play and i had never played a dedicated major havoc never or quantum loved them both i i I definitely see the draw on both major havoc especially it's fun Mm -hmm. yeah uh, and then next to that, you know, just just to type, talk about the caliber of games, uh, Paperboy, which you couldn't get. Well, you could give it to me, but I Paperboy. Yeah, um, <laughs> I actually uh, liked it. I thought se- it was fun. Seven twenty, which yeah. you could. Well, you could get Paper Seven twenty. You, you know, those are two games. Those are two <laughs> games right, 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 that right. that I know. Yeah, they are fun. You just have to. You have to put some time. You in have them. to put yeah. some time in them. Okay, but they they were both there and they were looking. They were looking fantastic. Yes. Oh, they were beautiful. Yes. Uh, there was. I had never played a dedicated 
Lunar Lander. There's oh, and it is Lander so much fun, yep. man. I love that Frustrating game. Frustrating for me. Oh, oh yeah. but it is so yeah. much fun. I, that's the kind of game that I, I know that if I had like a six-pack of beer, I could stand there and just, and just drink the beer and enjoy myself trying to play Lunar Lander because it, it is. It's a very frustrating game, but boy, it is fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, there was a lot of games that were out on the fringes in terms of arcade. I saw yeah. a... I, I remember... Uh, several four-player games. There's Cowboy Moo Mesa, which I've never seen in yeah, person. I've never seen one of those either. Um, I remember there was a Star Wars. There mm-hmm. was a lady, a dedicated ladybug. Uh-huh. Yeah. There was just the games were kind of arranged like in these cul-de-sacs kind yeah. of like in lobes if you will yeah. around the room spaced out there was but but there wasn't they weren't grouped by manufacturer or era or anything like that i mean you you had a few Which, like you had a few a couple like z-backs and, yeah. and some stuff like that that were that were together but by and large you had the nintendos and the ataris and the williams and everything just kind of kind of mixed yeah you know? and it was so, fine yeah it, it worked, was fine it worked it, well, it worked well yeah. there was a ton of arcades and then on the pinball side, I mean, you had games like there was a beautiful, uh, beautiful Tron LE there. There was a Metallica. There was the best looking road show that I have ever seen. Yeah. There was a medieval madness, a medieval madness. There was Uh, a dialed in, there was a brand new dialed in, dialed in a PBR can crusher, a kiss, uh, a Hobbit. Um, oh, just, forgot the Hobbit. Yep. Yeah, the Hobbit dolly, was there. There was a Dolly there. There was a Dolly a there. Firepower was there. Yes, it was. And Iron Man was there. Cactus Canyon. No, no, no. Uh, no, it wasn't Cactus Canyon. Um, gosh, what was the one that was right next to the Iron Man that, that has the, the one that you and I and Patrick said that we'd never played before? And um, Oh, um, was oh it, that has the play field in the back glass. And, uh, Black, uh, Blackwater 1000? Is it? No, 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 no. no, no. Um, I don't worry about it. It's it's okay. Everybody, there's people screaming, screaming at through us their right screaming now. through their speakers. We don't we don't need to entice any more of that. So, um, oh gosh, it's gonna drive me nuts. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to look up the picture. Yeah, it was. Yeah. was a, I think it was like Pat Lawler's first game. Yeah, I, be- that, I believe so. I can remember I, that, I but to... I can't remember the title of the game. There was a um, was a was there two. Guns and Roses. I know there was one. I only remember seeing one actually, but that I, that, that was. Just I think me. there was one over by the Tron. And I think there was one over in the tournament area, oh, which okay. was open maybe, for free play maybe, when there was a tournament. Going okay, on. maybe that's what it was. So, uh, so there, there was just an unbelievable just draw a lot, of there, games. Yeah, there, yeah, there was a lot of games there, and I and I do have to give a shout out to Chris because I didn't realize this until. Uh, until you know just some some further discussions was had but like chris it contributed like 26 27 games to the expo and man how <laughs> how do you how do you say anything but tally ho yeah. to somebody who brings 26 games to an expo i mean uh chris good on you man that i mean major major props my my respect level or my respect meter went up for you upon hearing that for sure Bonds I run. Bonds I run. Thank yep, you. That's what it is. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's what it was. Yeah. I uh, didn't like it. But yes, that's what it was. So I, I liked it, but I was basically once I learned the shot to get into the back upper play it field. It was over with for, after that. Yeah, for, for somebody that doesn't that's never seen the game, it's got like two play fields. So you're playing a yeah. normal game of pinball and you make a particular shot and the it the head is maybe what two, Whitney? I don't know. Two two thirds of of a play field or something. Yeah, yeah. I'd say about that. And yeah. you basically are making shots. There's a bunch of flipper mechs in it, and you're yes. making these vertical shots. And once you kind of learn 
you know, it took me a couple times into it to figure out how to get into each of the subsequent segments. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 thought, it, it. I thought it was a curiosity. It would have zero staying power for me in, in my game room. Absolutely I, none. I That's would probably land there too. Yeah. Honestly, I enjoyed it for never having played it. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't know if it was Again, around, it, to, to me, it was a curiosity. I looked at it and I thought, huh. It, no, here's the one thing that I noticed. And uh, of course, people, they can, they can hate mail me all they want. That's okay. You know what I thought while I was playing Bonsai Run? It's like, you'd rather be playing Iron Man? Uh, well, <laughs> I definitely thought that for sure. But the other thing is, it like eighty percent of the sounds that it made sounded like Defender, and that and that just Dude, completely. Williams, Williams went through I, I, this I whole era. I, I, I know where I know. they used Defender sounds in pinballs. I know, and and Brent, I'm telling you, it was so out of place in that game, and to the point where to the point where it bothered me. Okay, and I didn't like it, and it actually it actually put me off Did because it. because it's like these Defender sounds do not fit this theme in any way, shape, or form. Um, I, I don't. I don't buy it. There's and, several Williams pinballs, yeah. and the reason they do that is because people recognized it. It I, would yep, draw them in. Yep, it would yep. draw them in. But you know something, it does not hold up well at all. And I just thought, man, that just kind of. Uh, I don't like that. But I get it. I mean, I get the economics of it, and I even uh, and I get why they did it. Uh, t- I just, you know, they, they may be selling. I just wasn't buying. And that's just the way it is. So anyway. All right. So shout out to Chris for bringing oh, yeah, all the games. For sure. And man, the powder coating, the playing stuff looked gorgeous. Look, look gorgeous. I got to send him a couple of uh, coin doors because I love the wrinkle finish that he puts mm-hmm. on, puts on the Gottlieb in the Centuri door. So yeah. Make sure you get links to his stuff. If, for the show, in, in notes. the show notes, yeah, please. I'll do that. Okay. Yeah, I'll certainly do that because uh, we we owe, we owe him the shout out for sure. You know, thanks to Dave and his wife. You know, he hosted us. Yeah. Um, uh, our panels, uh, Adam and JP from the Adam and JP show were there, and basically, I saw JP running the panel discussion rooms quite a bit, and I believe Adam was overworking the majority of the weekend in the VR room, helping out over in the v, uh, virtual reality room. Okay. And then we got to sit on some panels with them and really kind of got to sit down and chat. And you did more chatting than I did because I mentioned the start of the show, I was pretty sick and I'm surprised my voice is not gone right now from, from talking for the, for for this recording. (laughs) My voice was like this during the entire It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Yeah. And, we we started with uh, okay let's turn the gain up on the mics and yeah. like when i did my presentation yeah but we we muscled through it and uh there were some folks from uh, a local new local barcade unfortunately i didn't I, I, the name isn't sitting with me uh but they're in the nashville area so a majority of their folks came in and we had you know kind of a little session afterwards where you know i was trying to help them out with a few things and we had a good sized crowd for my session and your yeah, session yeah for, definitely so definitely so so it worked out well it worked out well oh, so definite shout out to adam and jp and if, if you have not listened to the adam and jp show whitney and i'll i'll put the link in the show notes here uh in a second so so that we've got it you have got it's it's like a pop culture type show where it's everything from uh wrestling to star wars to sci-fi to i mean they they start on a topic and you're like well i don't i'm not a wrestling fan i, I haven't watched wrestling since hulk hogan was yeah. hulk hogan yep yep and they got on a sidebar about wrestling on one of the more more recent shows and i was doubling 
over laughing. Yeah. It was, I'm out in the yard trying to do some work, trying to get caught up, as I mentioned, and my neighbor must think I have completely lost it. <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't know that in the history of the WWE, WWF, I knew Donald Trump was tased at one of the events. I didn't know that for a week he was the owner, supposedly. You know how it's all entertainment. Oh, yeah. I also didn't know that someone was blown up in a limo and then someone else buried another someone in, in the desert. I mean, it's part of the ongoing... So- and it is... The the way they present everything is hilarious. Oh, not, good, good. It, it's and it's not just wrestling. I mean, yeah. it's sci-fi talk. It's Star Wars. It's toys. It's games. It's yeah. It, it's it's a great show. Well, the thing is, I'd I'd listened to them for probably five or six months, like three years ago, and loved what I heard. But Brent, the thing about it is, and I, I kind of get this, when you produce a podcast, it's really hard to listen to a lot of other podcasts. Yeah. Not because you don't want to, it's because it's because of the time is what mm-hmm. it is. And uh, so I, I will, I, I'll have to, I'll have to pick the subscription back up and get and give them a listen. I, you and I were talking about this before we went on, you know, before we went on the air. But man, over the past like two or three months, I haven't listened to anything. And you, and you know something, Brent? It, admittedly, it's because. I've had I'm so behind. much going. I'm behind, but it's because I've had so much going on with either work and the Skyskipper Project stuff. So you know, dude, it just it just is what it is. So I, I think where I get mine is is uh, I do have worked into my regular schedule to walk Maxine, walk my dog. So I get it there. I get podcasts there, and then I do work into my schedule. It's been very difficult these past several weeks at work but i do work out at work yeah so i pick it up there and then over the weekend i had a lot of time where i was just laboring yeah so yeah. it was easy for me to catch this some stuff e- easy to catch up yeah. yeah i get it so i mean grand old game room expo i would i would recommend that that in the in for 2017 if you have the opportunity to yeah, check it out go, go. It, it's worth it the the attendance was a little light this year but it's a first, it's year, first, it's year, a first year, show. year show no one knows man. what to expect yeah exactly and i tell you uh dave and his wife he, they came out swinging and, and i will say this he knocked it out of the park i mean the 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 t-shirts were quality the artwork was quality the show the show was run like it had three years under its mm-hmm. belt, okay? And I and I do want to give him credit where credit is due because we know for a fact he busted his hump to make that show happen. Yep. He did. And he's obviously got some very good friends, guys like Chris, who, who busted his hump to help David bust his hump mm-hmm. to make the, the Grand Old Game Room Expo happen. So you, I could, I got the feeling that Nashville came together to support David, and it showed that. And so I, I, it's, it's, I, I thought that was cool. This being year one, which uh-huh. is like your first foray into it and the real yes. learning, ex- I can't imagine what year two is going to be oh, like. It'll, I mean, it'll, be, it'll be fantastic. It'll be great. The- programs uh-huh. were good were great yes they were good they were good and, and before we move off of this Brent I do want to give a shout out to Project Pinball you oh, mentioned yes yes you mentioned yep. them just a, a few minutes ago but uh, Daniel Spolar and Amber Streif uh, had got in touch with us and asked us to to uh, for lack of a better term kind of kind of co-op together and uh, we had project pinball at our booth and we put up the banner and everything like that and uh, you know passed out the cards and the in the glow in the dark bracelets and everything like that and it, it worked out really really well and i do owe daniel a reply email he he reached out to me and brent he did want to say please tell brent i said thank you whitney i said thank you and and everything and i i i 
I'll, I'll reply to why, him and I'll carve you back. Why would I back, want so. to know Daniel said thank you, Whitney? He said thank you, Brent, and thank oh, you, Whitney. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so he wanted to make sure that I told you thank you. How about that? I know. So, but it came, the way it came, oh, you have to listen to that on the post. Yes. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Thank you. <laughs> it probably probably jumbled that a little bit while I'm thinking about something else. But it, but anyway, it it came across very very well, very sincere. He was very appreciative of our efforts, and uh, yeah, and Daniel and Amber, we thank you for the partnership on that. So. Yeah, a lot of the Project Pinball stuff disappeared off the table, so it was cool. So I, I thought that was uh, people, I thought that was neat. Some of ours disappeared, then they brought it back. <laughs> well, that's always the way. Yep. So they they look at it and say, "I can't sell this for anything." So what what good is it? You know, we had we had some of our stickers, we had some of our postcards, we had some of the David Paul. Uh, coloring book artwork, which is the Brent is the little the little uh, black rain cloud yeah. raining on Whitney's parade that yeah. he'd made up for us, and we had him out for like it, the black and white line drawing is great for like kids like color it's, it looks like a coloring book page oh, yeah, it's it awesome is. it's awesome we it's had awesome. that out and then we had the new key fobs that we had made up from uh, a little shop of games yeah so it worked out really well so why don't we go ahead and do some feedback for this month because brent we've got quite a bit i mean the the feedback train is rolled on you know even with us traveling and, and everything like that to the point where i didn't even get to reply to some of these people and and carbon you back in or anything so uh so for everybody that we're going to read the emails of they're, they're going to hear their response probably before they see a reply, and I feel really bad I've been about in the same that. Boat too, man. And I'm I, sorry for that. I actually went in today. We had a a, a nice email from Adam and JP. Oh, JP. I mean Adam. Yeah. Adam ain't going to email us. I mean Adam's not. <laughs> He's like, who are those dudes? Who are those idiots? Yeah. And, and I know you'd already responded to him. Yeah. And, uh, uh, he'd included Patrick Wall. Oh, we didn't mention Patrick Wall. Patrick made it down to the Great Old Game of oh, Expo. Oh, jeez, yes, How yes. How could you forget, we forget I, I, Patrick Wall? I, I am so sorry I'm remiss on that, but yes, our buddy Patrick from, from the Game Room Junkies podcast was uh, down there with us the entire weekend, and we got to we got to hang and bro out, and it was it was just lots of fun. So, But yeah, he... Uh, Ad or Adam JP had sent us all something, and I just got to respond today. <laughs> Mistake so, number twenty-two geez. within thirty seconds. Yes, I'm just all over the board. Oh all no, no, no! I am too. I am too. All right, so Whitney, back on track. Feedback, yeah, feedback, yeah. feedback. So this month we're going to start out with some email because we got it from Facebook, we got it from Twitter, we got it from from pretty much every angle. So so the first email is from Brian Blankenship. Okay, and Brian writes in. He says, hey guys, I heard you mention Tim McVeigh and wife Tina opening a new Twin Galaxies arcade. I don't know for certain, but I would say that that has to be the same Tim McVeigh who lives in the area and has held the high score record for Nibbler. There's a pretty decent documentary on him and his quest to to regain the Nibbler high score on Netflix right now. It is called Man vs. Snake. By the way, love the podcast. I live not too far away in LaGrange, Kentucky. And that really kind of took me by surprise. I was like, whoa, wow. We've never, to my knowledge, I've never met Brian in person. Do you know Brian, Brian? I do not. Okay, all right. If I've met Brian... I apologize for well, not remembering. I, I don't remember. I can't think of any Brian's in, in the hobby that I know in the area. So me either. We may have been in the same place, but never been introduced. Ne- ne- never been formally yeah. introduced. So Brian, thank you for the email, buddy. Uh, we'll get you uh, a reply back here uh, pretty quick. And he, he actually includes his website. And I want to go check that out. And so I'll uh, I'll report back on that next month. So have, have I'll you, take a look at that. Have you seen Man vs. Snake? I know a lot of folks have talked about it here recently. I, you know, I haven't yet. No. And, and you know, here's the thing 
I've been I've been wanting to see if I can get it on Blu-ray, okay? Because mm-hmm. I've got a home theater set up in my basement. I like to watch stuff on the big screen, and I and I'm 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 a movie snob. That I'll just go ahead and say That's it. Fine. And I don't really like to watch stuff. At you don't like have to full, hang out with people like me. That's well, fine. Sorry, dude. I'm just hey, I'm being I'm being I totally know. upfront about it too. Uh, I'm pulling no punches and hiding nothing when I say it. Um, it, you know, DVD sources look really crappy when they're blown up. Okay, yeah. and so I I try to get stuff on Blu-ray if I if I possibly can. I'm not seeing it hit Blu-ray yet. I, I don't have a Netflix subscription. I've yeah. thought about it, but uh, one of the shows that you know it is what it is. Make fun of me if you want. I don't care. But <laughs> and I think I've mentioned this on the show before. I really like Deadliest Catch. I have watched it yeah. since season one. Yep, yep. I, th- I, I think you've talked about it before. I know it's reality TV. I, I am firm in my conviction that they're not scripting that. I'm sure there's some stuff that a couple of the captains do just just to be grandstand a little bit for the show. Yeah. Uh, like the Hill Strands, I think they like to have fun and, and all that kind of stuff. But I, it's to me, it seems pretty darn real. You're not going to get Mother Nature to coordinate with your filming schedule. So I love that show. And even at that... I'm always watching the tail end of the prior season when the new season starts. Yeah, yeah, and it that's about to happen. Yeah, you know, because their 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 main crab season is the end of the year, so they're out filming now, and then come here probably January February they're going to start releasing. Yeah, they'll have everything just, edited and ready to go. Yeah. Huh? yeah. So yeah, I don't have Netflix yet. Anyway, yeah. Well, so so that so that's it. So we we certainly appreciate the email, Brian, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely get back with you. Um, this next one, Brent, I thought was kind of funny because it does relate to the Ghostbusters. Okay, and this one is from uh, Jeremy. K- I want to say Came. I'm K A I M. I go with Kaim. Came. I go with Came. Okay. So so he writes in and he says, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but John at John's Arcade does a video on putting the art blades on his Ghostbusters. He leaves the play field in kind of <laughs> okay it's, he goes it's worth a watch and i'm like and I'm okay kind of what kind of I, I don't know what kind of is but i'll have to check it out and i do want to make and so i haven't seen that video but it, but brent it's related to both of our games and so it definitely we're checking out the interesting thing about this though is i also want to mention that lee at pinball supernova sent us an email and uh, lee i certainly appreciate you doing that and he has got a art blades install video oh, on his he? youtube channel and let me tell you the way that lee does it is the way i'm doing it because i watched his video oh, while, I was, while i was eating breakfast the other day <laughs> as one does as one does what what is what you do while he eats he watches videos on pinball and so lee uses the wet method where he completely pulls the adhesive backing off the art blade lays it flat and then sprays it down with a soap and water oh. solution okay and then he's he's able to pick it up and with the playfield in the fully upright position he can then lay the art blade against the side of the cabinet and he can move it around okay and then he gets it into place and then he squeegees it flat okay starts in the center squeegees one side out then squeegees the other side out brent he literally installed art blades in a ghostbusters in like 12 minutes oh wow done 
I never done. thought. I, I, I've never done a wet method de- decal installation. I, I have on side art on on well, arcade I've not games. Done any, so oh, it never oh, occurred to oh, me. Oh, okay. I always okay. think you stick it, you're done. Well, and see, and that's what I was pretty scared of on the art blades. Okay, because it's so, see the the thing about it is I didn't really consider the wet method for the install because because you're working with just such tight spaces mm-hmm. and like on side art well, on makes arcade sense, cat, then you can slide it right in. Yeah, and it's one of those things. I'm I'm sitting there watching it. And I guess it just takes somebody telling me that it's okay to do it and that it actually works. And then it's like, huh, okay, I'm doing that. Done. You know, problem solved. So I will have that in the show notes. Okay. Or I'm sorry, in the blog post uh, for this episode. And, And so, Jeremy, thanks for the email. Appreciate that. We'll check out the video. And then also, Lee, we'll, we'll, uh, throw you in the show notes as well because we'll throw we throw pres- you under the bus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lee, we'll throw you in the show notes as well because we appreciate you emailing in and, uh, and making that video as well. So I think between the two of them, man, it's, it, we can, we can knock that out. So it made me want to install my art blades like stat because it's, yeah, like, I haven't man, tried if- to put mine in. I'd like to try to, uh, I'd kind of scratch that off the, you know, that this the list that bridge. Yeah. That's a bridge too far at this point. Yeah, but after watching the video, I don't think it is. I, I, right now, I don't want any anything that will severely derail me before I have all oh, the stuff that, going Well, on. that's true. You know? that, that's true. Well, let's put it this way. It is the perfect project to tackle after Christmas yeah. is what it is. If you so. ha- if you haven't checked out Lee's site, Pinball Supernova. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. It, I, it is fantastic. I, I like him on Facebook, and I get so much stuff roll through my, my Facebook feed. I was watching a video the other day. I don't think these are out. Uh, it was a Cliffy install on Ghostbusters again. But he... It's taught. We've talked a lot of Ghostbusters talk here, but it's not all Ghostbusters on Pinball Supernova. Oh it's no, 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 no! Everything it's, it's pinball. It's not. We're and, just hyper fixated on Ghostbusters because right. we're both paying attention to it right yes, now. Exactly. You know? But so, yeah, uh, make sure you check out Lee's site. Oh, it, it's great, and I, I have. I've been watching videos off his site for like the past three or four days while he breakfast. And so, anyway, <laughs> I, I love Lee's site. It's it's really good. All right, you want the next one? Uh. Let's see if I can. What what oh, yeah, font okay. do you use? Is this like one point font? Yeah, sorry, I, I'm I an old to, man. Yeah, I, I need to blow it up, and I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that for the next time around. You want me to get it? Yeah, I'll, you I'll get, get it. You okay. Get it. All right. So the last email uh, is from. Get my readers. <laughs> get your cheaters out. The last email is from Benjamin, and Benjamin writes in. And he says, "Hey Brent, hey Whitney, longtime listener here, enjoying your show from Vienna, Austria, wow. in good old Europe." And I, I had I you read know, that. That's where history comes from. It is. All the good history anyway. (laughs) And he goes, it's my first time writing any feet. Well, before I go any further, from Europe, it's humbling is what it is. So I have been to Austria. You have? I have. Oh, wow. In high school, we went to, uh, my dad was stationed in Germany. Yeah. And then while we were there, we visited Austria. Oh, that is, that is sweet. That that is sweet. So yes, it's very humbling. And Benjamin, thank you for, thank you for writing My sister has all the all the my mom's pictures i'll have yeah. to hit her up and see if we've if she can pull some vacation pictures and maybe we'll put them on the facebook that page. that would be pretty neat I, I would love to see that um, anyway go ahead yeah so benjamin so so benjamin writes in he goes it's my first time writing any feedback for your show but i had such a blast listening to your last show that i absolutely had to write something 
He goes, I really appreciate that you take your time to dig into every topic. You've got every angle covered, and you manage to stay fun and on topic and, and just really interesting to listen to. Uh, on topic? <laughs> did, did, Benjamin, did you have a momentary lapse of consciousness there? <laughs> well, episode 48 derails whatever stream, whatever stream, stream we had going, so you know how this goes. He goes, your preparation definitely pays off uh, for your listeners. I also like your high-quality voice recording and music breaks. All in all, you do one of my well, favorite podcasts. We're going to pod- fail on this episode. Yeah, we, we did. And we, sorry, we apologize. Benjamin. We apologize straight up. He goes, all in all, um, all in all, you do one of my favorite podcasts, and I'm looking forward to every new episode. Cheers from Austria, Benjamin. P.S. Love the pinball heavy feel of your last episode. Would be awesome if you could keep that up. So, Benjamin, thank you so much. I mean, when I read that, it just put a smile on my face and just, you know, it just it, it kind of it kind of warmed my heart. So, Benjamin, that that's cool, man. Thank you. So, speaking of uh, how did Benjamin put it in good old Europe? Yes, uh, Vert Vic, Victor Marlin from the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast sent you a tweet, and I say you because let's just be honest. Pull back the curtain. We all know Whitney monitors the, the, the Twitter thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all good. Uh, this is what happens when you don't have the sense mod. And he sends us a picture. He tweets us a picture of an Atari AR2 board Yep. where the resistor that's in the sense circuit, and it's been so long since I've looked at the sense circuit, had ignited into oh, a flame. It, 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 flame. Yeah. it had flamed. And, yes. Uh, Vic, I also noticed you didn't replace that, that ceramic cap at CR1. But uh, Vic. Don't do the sense mod. Yeah, it, and you know, I'm a decent modder, <coughs> or not? Is that a nonsense modder? Nonsense modder <laughs> is is exactly how that goes. I was just waiting for you to say that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of those things. I know it's a fairly religious topic in in the world of arcading, but uh, but yeah, it, it was. It's an AR blown have, just completely up. It's I have interesting. undone sense mods. It, really? But when I do that, I go back and I fix the edge connector on the game uh-huh i fix the uh fingerboard on the game okay so it's all fresh and new just like yeah. it was 30 years ago yeah i um you know when i say fix the edge connector re- it repin it repin you know it. all yeah. the power pins yeah you know the things where you're going to have the heat issue and burn up the fingers yeah fix the fingerboard uh recap the power supply uh, check for any burn, any other burn connectors. Of course, if the resistor's burned up, what ends up happening? I'm pulling this from memory. Um, you end up basically pulling additional current for the game out of the sense circuit, and then that eventually burns this resistor up, if memory serves, because the fingerboard has been damaged from heat over time which builds resistance yep. and it draws more current from the game until and until it just goes yeah. poof yeah yes. I, I, i'm pulling all this from from terrible terrible memory but i always just freshen everything up and then i let it do as it was designed and the, what the sense circuit does is if you have you know the game needs a little bit more cor- current it senses that and it turns up the regulator just a touch and if everything in line is in good shape, it's not going to turn it up to a, a point of self-destruction. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a decent modder. Okay, gotcha. Definitely. Well, I, I've still got a pole position yet to fix. I haven't uh, I haven't really got, I got into a, that I yet. i got a cockpit out in the garage, but yeah. it's got my name on it. Yeah, me too, me too. So I've got mine in the, in the house. It's sitting in the corner of the game room, and uh, it, need, it needs a little bit of love. But, man, I'm looking so forward to digging into that and getting that game up and running. So it, it's, again, so it's uh, ran for a while. Doesn't now. So, um, anyway, so 
Now, moving on, uh, listener Ty Laurie, uh, he tweeted, he said, grab this for my buddy James for $2, and it is one of the Intex arcade uh, board games, and this is a Defender board game, and Ty, uh, Ty and I, we kind of went back and forth a little bit in, in conversation. There's a lot of board ga- arcade, arcade-themed arcade board games that I just never saw as a kid. I have not seen this and, one. And, and I had never seen this one before, so Ty, so, so thank That's you for... That's pretty cool. It is cool, and so, you know, I went out and started looking at it, and um, it, 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 and it, there's, there's, there's actually a bunch of titles. I mean, there was Cubert and Frogger and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, just Zaxxon. And, and I've just got a all couple. Kinds. I think Milton Bradley was the one that made a the, lot like Pack and Donkey y- Kong. Yes, and they, they did the they did the 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 big name yeah. runs. But then you and not to say that Defender's not a big name. It was definitely very popular in the arcades. But you know, I just never saw a lot of Intex branded board I've, games. It just, I've never seen an yeah. Intex branded anything. Yeah, so it, it just it caught me by surprise, and it's a rabbit hole that I started to go down and then pulled myself back out of because it's like I can't spend time researching arcade board games. Yeah. But but it was neat nonetheless. So I thought about that, actually, thanks for sending that. From in. what I understand, you can get them pretty reasonable generally on eBay, and I've thought about adding some to the collection, but. I've just I've stared away from it because it'd be another thing that I would be constantly yeah, hunting. Yes, you know? yes, yes. I, I have no business collecting them, none whatsoever. So, not even going to get started because it's something that would just sit on a shelf and collect dust. To be quite honest with you, but is it neat? Yes, I think it's pretty cool. So, is this a tweet from Kevin Bunch here? Yeah, it is. It is. The next four deal with the Skyskipper project. Oh, actually. okay. So, all right. so I've got I've kind of pulled, pulled all those together. So, so we got Kevin Bunch, uh, and I, I just pulled. A few uh, that just came across uh, came across the Twitter stream for myself and and Alex working on this skyscraper project and. He, he tweeted and he said uh, he had Nintendo of America in it as well. And he said, whoa, so Skyskipper didn't even get a Japan arcade release. That cab is gorgeous, too. And so thank you, Kevin, for that. Jeremy Parrish tweeted and he said, good luck with your project. I hope to play Skyskipper uh, someday. And uh, we hope you get to as well, Jeremy. Uh, if all goes well, uh, lots of people will get to play it here here fairly soon. Uh, Esquilito tweeted, and he's been on the show before, provided feedback. And he said, so... Not to take anything away from this awesome story, but what else did NOA have in their vault? And and, and you know, Escalito, Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, and you know, Escalito, I'll be I'll be very upfront. I didn't get to see a lot of yeah. it, okay? Because I was managed while I was there, okay? I was marshaled around. No, I'm sorry, no, 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 not marshaled. I was escorted around, okay? And so I didn't get to veer too far off of the Willy Wonka path, so to speak. So unfortunately, I mean, I got the look, and and yes, there is. A lot of other stuff in there because um, I didn't talk about this about this in the NOA article, but I will say this because uh, it just kind of jogs it back to memory. While I was uh, while I was with the skyskipper cabinet and the lady that was uh, kind of my chaperone while I was at NOA, the lady who is in charge of the of the archives there at NOA, she had a binder book and she had everything cataloged that they had in the archives, and she said. Hey, Whitney, come over here and take a look at this binder. I've got everything documented. Is there anything else in here that you think would be worth pulling out for you guys to see? And I I stood over her shoulder and looked through that binder with her and had absolutely zero time to dig into everything else that was in that binder. But there was tons of stuff in that binder. Is it a lot of arcade stuff? Oh, yes. Because I know right about the time you had made this visit, there was some rounds being made in the the broader gaming media about some of the console types 
type stuff. Oh, that they they had a lot of console made stuff. appearances out of the yes, vault. Yes, yes, yeah. they had a lot of console stuff in there. They had um, a lot of manuals for a lot of a lot of the older Nintendo arcade games. They uh, they pretty much went as far back as like Tiger Heli, and then after that, that that's about as far back as they went. Alex had asked me if they had anything on Sheriff, and they didn't, unfortunately. But they 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 have quite a few game arcade upright arcade games in the archives brent and so and i think they do that for rotation basis uh in the in the main lobby and everything but escalito i wish i could have gotten at you know deeper access to the archives but i was like i say i was there um i was granted access to sky skipper and that's pretty much what they limited me to unfortunately he's lying he was swimming in it like scrooge mcduck swimming in money uh, swimming in money swimming in the gold coins man <laughs> i wish that i wish that was the case um it's okay okay so moving on uh, there's actually two more brent i'll get both of these so okay. P- peter came in sweden uh wrote in he said uh you <laughs> got this in quotes and this was funny going full whitney is when you're at when when you're one every other spot in a facebook feed love it and i think that's when you <laughs> yes. you texted me and said who's this shifty dude trying to sell me a car it you know showing, and every, he keeps showing up every it, literally every other story it's like it's whitney <laughs> yeah it was it was kind of surreal that day and that was the day and for everybody listening that was the day that nintendo Life published the um, published the picture of me with the skyskipper cabinet when Alex and I and Ollie had had released the the first picture of the cabinet on the skyskipperproject.com website and uh, Alex knows people over at Nintendo Life got in touch with them they picked the story up and then then it just blew up after that and uh, so yeah so that was <laughs> that was pretty neat it felt kind of weird honestly you know because people were people were alerting me to the fact and it's like uh, I, I feel kind of weird showing up so many times <laughs> like that but you you have to know it's going to happen you know and you just have to kind of be be okay with it and uh, and it was neat um I, i'll i'll say this tweet and I'll, I'll give it just a small amount of color commentary so chris gag so peter came in sweden thank you buddy appreciate that so much uh you're you're far kinder than than i deserve i will say that uh chris gag said um uh, Nintendo Arcade and Broken Token. Love the project. Great work, guys. So, Gag, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for that. So, uh, the only thing I will say is it has been interesting, Brent, because when I look at the referrals on the project website, you know, there's a lot of people out there talking about what we're doing on sites other than what we track, okay? There's like a whole subreddit going on around oh, Nintendo the- Arcade collecting and skyscrapers being discussed. See, I've not been yeah, and there's some people, uh, and there's discussion that you've got to have your flame suits on, dude, because you know your fl- your flame proof underwear. Because there's been people that have literal that have literally tore Alex and I up. You know, I mean, For, it, yeah, I was going to ask you about that after the show because I didn't know yeah. that you want to talk about. I just couldn't you imagine. Know, why well because it's the internet and somebody always has to complain somebody has to complain and somebody has to be jealous and somebody has to troll you know yeah there's been people that you know it's like oh that that dude looks so stupid standing next to the cabinet and goofy and everything else i thought that was one of the better pictures that you've ever had of yourself well thank you i appreciate that i really thought that was a great picture yeah yeah i mean mean, it it looks great on the wall at the dealership Well, you know, Brent, I can put you into a brand new Chevy Impala for seventy nine bucks a month. I thought you sold used cars. <laughs> well, you know, dude. No, but seriously, that I I remember thinking, and I'm not just saying this. I mean, I remember thinking, man, that's a really good picture because no, I appreciate it, man. It, it really looked like I knew that you were rushed. Yeah, and to me, I was like. 
in all that oh, you had I was, going I was, on, I was rushed. How did you get such a good picture of you next to the game? I mean, it was the, the, great. The, the lady who was my who was my chaperone said, "Do you want a picture with the cabinet?" And I'm like, "I would love one. Would you do that for me, please?" And she goes, "Give me your phone." And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." And she goes, "Now stand there and try to look happy." And I said, "That's not going to be too hard." <laughs> and she took the she took like two or three pictures, and she goes, "Oh, you're happy. I can tell." Like she was the nicest lady. And people ever were, and, people were and trolling i can't and that. i cannot tell anybody her name and people it, were trolling that oh yeah dude just tearing she, it tearing it up well just, let's see but too. you know it's all good you know there were people like oh, i can't believe that, that that they got into nintendo there you know what did they have to do that everybody else has not been successful in doing and well and, and then it's like oh they'll never get that finished. i can tell you what they did they got off their backside you just you just get to you got, it. I mean, it's like any it's you get pe- to it. It's like anything else. It doesn't yeah. matter if what it is. You just you work and you make it happen. You make it happen is what you do. Nobody so. nobody's going to bring it to you. Yeah, exactly. But you know something. Anyway, but for all the trolling, so we've, had, we've had a lot of we've had a lot of supportive comments as well. You know, so it's okay. It's all good. We're we're loving it. It's fun. And for and all the supportive comments, so greatly outweigh the trolls. So it's it's all good. So we're making good progress, man. It's it's been uh, it's been uh, a historic. Uh, in somewhat life-altering, uh, life-altering um, uh, experience here, but yeah, it's it's awesome. So sweet. So yeah, so Mezzle Mods and Sean oh. O'Shea, get get at them. Brent. Okay, so Mezzle Mods yeah, tweeted. See, you had to school me on this. Yeah. So so t- tell me again. Mezzle Mods tweeted at Broken Token regarding color matching LEDs. Purple power. <laughs> Just kidding. Match yeah. the inserts, baby. Uh, hashtag pinball love, and and that is an ongoing kind of underlying joke over on the pinball podcast yeah, see i didn't know that so i appreciate LED, you telling me that purple leding your inserts and then just like a wash a game a wash in purple well you know something i've seen trons that are done that way and it's the ugliest thing in the world it's like why did you have to do it all in purple and orange why 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 but they do but they who's trolling who would no, sorry <laughs> with, oh yeah good call. i'm with you whitney Actually, i'm just like yeah uh, <laughs> yes, who's I trolling who? I need, I, and I've yeah. seen, we talked about this, I've seen games with, with color-matched GI, yeah. and it just, I mean, the games, are, all the artwork is designed for white for light white. behind them to it make all the colors pop. That's and, exactly right. Hey, but it's your game. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, do whatever you want, Honestly, man. do whatever you want. But yeah, pur- purple power. <laughs> I think I think for our, our next deck giveaway, it shows we're going to have to get some cans of purple power cleaner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's yes. the giveaway. That's, that's the giveaway. All right, so Sean O'Shea at Broken Token, episode 47, Outtakes. Whitney, uh, you broke me. <laughs> I don't know why Whitney broke you. Well, it, I, I had to correct Sean and say that was I, all Brent. I did it. Yeah, yeah, Brent did it. He was the mastermind behind so that. So what the joke was there, and he looks like he uh, tweeted uh, a video for uh, to Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yes. So Sean was talking about in uh, feedback on the last show, listening to podcasts at like 1.5 speed. Yeah. So I took that whole segment, it's if you it haven't up. caught it yet, I took that whole segment and put it in the post credit reel and I ran it at, at 1.5 speed. <laughs> it was good. I, it was good. I, I laughed out loud. But we, Yeah, it was I don't know how many times I listened to it just so that I could listen to it and laugh. It was hilarious. Oh, it was it was great. It's some some of the best outtakes ever. Actually, uh, I think I heard back from Sean that uh, 
he uh, he had he sat down and just listened to it. Had his wife just listen to it because it totally. I mean, it, it did what it was intended to do. It caught him off guard. Yes, great. yeah, and that's and that Brent is when you know you've succeeded. Yes. you know, so that was great. So this next one from Peter came in Sweden. Looks like it's an homage to some lunacy that you may have partake, partaken yeah, in. Yeah, with my mad planets. So. He said, just listen to the podcast about transporting cabs. Here's my here's my Jambo Safari upright and my Renault Clio <laughs> monitor in the front seat. And let me tell you, I don't even know how how this happened, but oh geez oh Pete. This this Renault looks like it, uh, it's so small. I mean, it. I'm trying it to think. So small. I don't even know what I could equate this to I stateside. Have, I it have is no idea. A Yaris, a Toyota uh, Yaris, but ma- smaller. Ma- no, maybe like one of the smart cars. It's bigger. It's, it's tiny. Let's say it's like two X as long as a smart car. Okay, if that. So, Peter, you win the internet for this episode, <laughs> dude, because you made you made impossible happen. That is that is crazy. All right, so. Let's uh, circle back, and this is feedback too. In last show, and we were super Ghostbusters heavy, and we had a couple folks actually write in and talk about some of the things they saw on their Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, let me expand this a little bit because I think we're kind of picking on Ghostbusters, and like you said, Whitney, we're it's like when you buy a car. Oh yeah. And all of a sudden, you see that car everywhere. Oh yeah, you do because you're just tuned into it. That's true. Um, but again, you know, we'll loop back and say that I don't recall kind of even still being in, in the, in the swing of things with other shows and the like hearing as much about other titles, you know, they've all, I mean, reaching back, I think, uh, Metallica had the drop target thing, you know, that we mentioned where the ball would just brick right off of it. And uh, Kiss had the complaint that Gene would spit right down the middle, which it does. It does, yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, that's minor stuff. I mean, it Ghostbuster is. seems to have taken a life of its own. It, so. it does, but but I think that's a testament to how many people love it. They, they love the theme. They've bought the game. And so it's just under a bit of a microscope because it's so popular. Mm-hmm. I, I'll say that. So it's Are a, we good with names here, I uh, guess? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see why not. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you want me to, I'll read it or you yeah have at it alright so it. Dan Brackett wrote into us and he said uh, heard you guys discussing your Ghostbusters well I have a pro and have a nice glop of clear in my right scoop that causes the ball to hang up uh, I guess I have to sand it down and waiting to see what Stern says seems they uh, owe it to me for whatever they charge and I, I mean I'd agree that, I would I agree I would have thought that would have not gotten past QA yeah. and, and this looks like the uh, actually he said scoop, but I think it's more no, it's got a top on it, kind of like a scoop, but it's more like an elongated saucer. It's over to the right on the pro, if memory serves, like where our subway ramp comes out, and I think it's to start like negative reinforcement. Yeah, and it's kind of that elongated saucer, and you shoot the ball in it, and then it rolls forward in the slot, and then lays down in the little diamond or triangle or excuse me rectangle shape, whatever that is. Yeah cut out and then activates the switch and then there's a kicker that pops it out i hit every is there any other sh- the trapezoidal shape cut out let me just go ahead there and hit, you go hit all of there it there you go uh perhaps an octagon with an extension a tail that would be a stop sign yeah right? a stop sign thank yeah. you but yeah there's a big glop of clear so that when the ball gets in the back and it goes to roll forward down that that slot it just stops <laughs> i could see that that would be a problem yeah, yeah i don't I, I i i don't know how that made it through 
yeah. to QA. Ne- neither do I. He says, I think Brent was on to something where it really seems like Stern still thinks they're dealing with operators, not general consumers. I can't believe Whitney had to argue a point for stickers. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Well, nonetheless, it all worked out to the positive. So, you know, I, everything squared away. Stern came through. So I do want to say that, and I, and I appreciate them doing that. But it is interesting to see all the little, all the little uh, things, all the little items that are just being caught that are kind of under a microscope right now. Well, here's a list, and this isn't little items. This is Jeff over at the Pinball Podcast. Yeah, and he, he's dude. made this stuff known on 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 his show, his, Don and Jeff. There's on his show with Don. Uh huh. And when you just look at the punch list here, oh, it's 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 it, insane. it's phenomenal. So yeah. like the right scoop was bent down, and the uh, and he, Jeff got a brand new inbox. Of course, they're all new at this point. Yeah. A new inbox LE. Uh-huh. So he went top oh, ticket. No, no, he he spent the money, man. And I remember him talking about this on the show right out of the box. I think it was, he lets his wife have the first game. Okay. And as soon as they shot a ball in the right scoop. It stuck because the scoop was bent down. It wedged the ball. So (laughs) the right scoop was bent down. The ball couldn't enter. One of the PKE rollover switches at the top, your in lanes. Uh uh, On the top right hand side. On the top. It wouldn't register. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Pop bumper exit right orbit switch didn't work. Hmm. Uh, Ecto goggles didn't work. The opto was bad and he had to take it apart and resolder it. Jeez. Uh, one way gate below the ecto goggles was bent and wouldn't move. And I mean, you're through that gate all the time. Oh, you, yeah. you can come out of the pops that way, or you can dribble right out of the shooter lane. If you fall short, you come right out of that and you, you have to work through that gate. Um, the left ramp switch didn't register. Okay. Scolari targets were adjusted too high, causing them to stick up and eighth inch above the plate that's like a ramp at that mm-hmm. point you hit it and you're gonna launch the ball yeah uh let's see switch gaps on the magnus leans needed to be and i did that too did you yeah i that made a big difference in my game when i tightened them up okay so i did do that as well adjusted the switch gaps on the magnus leans uh left out lane switch didn't work i mean all it's like this game was never qa'd yeah and then he said uh, we talked a little bit about like adjusting my slimer and he he had to adjust his slimer because it wouldn't it wouldn't register reliably wow 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 so he said there's probably a few more little things i spent a long time getting my game 100 percent playable To top it all off, I now have several ghosted inserts. Yeah. But he says his distributor claims that Stern is going to cover that at some point. So there's been some talk out there in the community about what Stern's going to do. And uh, I've heard tale of people sent with, with issues in their play fields, sending in pictures, and then they're reviewed and they're accepted into some kind of play field swap program. And Golly. If, so supposedly they're going to swap entire play. Not not like just send you a play field, total populated play fields. <laughs> Jeez. That's so, going to be money, money, yep. money is what that is. And I, you know, Jeff, I'd be interested to know where that's at. I mean, I, I've, I am up on, on the pinball podcast and it's kind of funny. I know Jeff had actually started a, um, kind of an, I'm done with Stern thread on Pinside, and we're, there's just been general discussion about Stern in the, in the collector community and, you know, how the collector community kind of helped Stern through the lean times. And yeah. now it's just like, you know, kind there of, were second fiddle type yeah. of a deal. Yep, yep. And I'd be interested to know if you've got any more info. There's been other shows since. Yeah. Uh, all this has kind of come up, and I'd just be interested to know if Jeff, you've got any more information on that. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll have it on your show when 
when it comes out. Yeah, so. it, that's that's a significant list, though. That's that's just that's just bad. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. Yep. All right, Brent. So the last one we've got is from listener Charlie Friday, and Charlie writes in. He says, uh, "Hey guys," and this is on Facebook. I sent us a message. He said, "So my wife is surpri- has surprisingly expressed slash admitted her love for pinball. I'm into arcades, though I don't own any, and retro console games, and I'd like to get her a pin. No idea where to start. Firepower. Yeah, there you go. Firepower. And that's where I'm asking for." help and we did have a, a, actually a fairly detailed exchange with charlie not, not all that we, we can detail here because because we went everywhere with the conversation but this this first you know his first message is really where the gold is he says um there was no idea where to start, and that's where I'm asking for help. I'm comfortable doing some restore work. I've worked on cars and retro consoles extensively. Any guidance? Thank you. Love the podcast. I'm a concert audio engineer, and you guys have kept me company on many a drive up and down the East Coast. And uh, it, it, so, Charlie, thank you for writing in. And it was pretty cool because, you know, he said that he picks apart a lot of podcasts, and and even though our quality may be suspect, he said our sound was good, and, and I really appreciated that. So, <laughs> and, and yes, I could, I would agree. Charlie. Yes, yeah. yes, I would we totally are. agree. Dude, Qu- we are so, so, so yeah. suspect. Yeah, quality's a little shady. Audio I, quality, I mean, quali- I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, the quality of the content may be a little shady. The audio, audio quality should be really good. So, <laughs> yes. We, tr- we try to work it with our strengths. <laughs> <laughs> that, that we do. We play to what little we have. So... So with that, Brent, I think uh, I think we've got <laughs> we've got our month in review. What we coined what our Thanksgiving leftovers yes. at the top of the show. Yeah. So sorry we didn't get to spend any of your money this month, dude. I apologize. I I was kind of slacking a bit, but I kind of got you know hyper focused on the Ghostbusters, man, for for good or bad. So you know your wallet breathes breath yes. easy. Oh, one thing I did want to say before we sign off. Oh, okay. Amazon is now a distraction distributor for the Bryman multimeters and you can get the Bryman 235 via Amazon for 125 shipped. Wow. Yes, you can. So now is that the EEV blog branded it one? It sure is, yeah, buddy. I know Dave just from his show, he mm-hmm. was working trying to figure out the logistics with Amazon because he got it squared away. Yep. He he did a, he did a test run uh-huh. several months back. Yeah. It, being that he's in Australia, it was trying to figure out is it what's better to use, you know, use their warehouse and their logistics side and yeah. to hold his stock. Yeah, and it's what it sounds understood. like has happened. And it's it sounds yeah. like it's happened. Now I've got two, I've got two of them babies sitting in a cart right now. Just I don't know when I'll ever pull the trigger on it, but I guess at some point I need to pull the trigger on it and get the get those on the house. With two of them, aren't you? I was going to put one one for the bench and one for the road. Yeah, I think that's what's going to end up with me. Is yeah. I'm going to end up because uh, and I keep making a big deal over what is probably the 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 tertiary thought of, of features which is the the backlighting yes and i mean i think that's more common just general backlighting and 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 a little bit more expensive meters but where i'm starting to do stuff that's in the back of you know buried behind things and less on the bench yeah. it's just it's it's yeah. it's a neat it's a but, need and, to have. but the meter is just awesome i've yeah. been using mine every chance i get it's starting to become more i'm finally breaking the habit of the old go-to yeah. you know 
yeah that i'm just so used to and, and it's becoming your go-to yeah, it yeah. Is. exactly so yeah i just did want to make it make a sideline on that that uh, i was out perusing amazon and looking on the ev the eev blog site and um you know where, where dave is uh dave has got where he's got the cart set up where you would normally buy the brahmin from australia and he does make mention of that so yeah you go out to amazon and boom it is there so that's that's neat all right sweet but uh but outside of that man that's our thanksgiving leftovers we we appreciate everybody listening and uh, bear, bearing with us through this month as we, uh, what we do, Brent, we scrape the plate, didn't we, buddy? <laughs> I think so. We scrape the plate. Hopefully we'll be back to normal uh, segments and in, in, in the like for December. For December. Uh, no I, promise, though, yeah. but, because it, it's the holidays and, oh, man, it's just... You know, I've I see ar- the light at the end of my tunnel. Yeah, and I think it's go- it's going to be this weekend. That's good because so hopefully that same thing happens for you. Well, I doubt it. I'm going to go ahead and say no because I already know that we're hosting uh, a party for Jack for my for my wife Jackie for her work. We're hosting for some for, for some friends of the family. We'll have probably two Christmas gatherings at our house. I, I mean. It'll be after Christmas before everything lets up for me. It really will. And by then we by then we're back in the studio. So hey, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and do this month I'm gonna go ahead and do next month's episode right now. Christmas was great, Brent. What did you do? <laughs> you know, that's it. That's it. <laughs> All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff, man. No, we, we appreciate everybody listening. Thank you. So where can we be found, Whitney? We're all over the place, dude. Uh, we're on the Throwback Network at throwbacknetwork.net, and that's Rob O'Hare's most excellent retro uh, content podcast network. Uh, we're also on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Xbox Music, and the Google Play Store social media, uh, facebook.com slash broken token, Twitter at Broken Token in the website, brokentoken.com, man. That's it. That's us. We're also streaming live on AOL. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot all about AOL, but I forgot Uh, all about AOL. We've dropped the bit rate, so if you're just now upgrading to the 56.6k modem you're yep. you're in like flynn you're so, in like yep. flynn you're good to go yep. so yeah so we appreciate it we hope everybody had a good thanksgiving we hope you've enjoyed uh, what is an abbreviated show but it was show, uh, but we we feel a good show nonetheless so thanks everybody for listening we'll say keep your quarters clean and game on congratulations you made it to the end of another episode of the broken token podcast I promise they'll do better next time. Maybe next episode, they'll actually listen to me for a change. Just go easy on the guys. They don't have a lot to work with. But I know their moms would be so proud. We want to hear your feedback, comments, rants, raves, and otherwise, both good and bad. Drop us a line via email at podcast at brokentoken.com. You can also call us at 470-2-CALL-BT. That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you, and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Broken Token, and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Broken Token. Britton and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes, and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes Store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes Store and on our Stitcher Radio page, as the reviews help out the show. Please visit our website at brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening. The Broken Token Podcast would like to thank the only person on staff who has actual vocal talent, Miss Christy Litzy. And that's me. (laughs) 
Music for the Broken Token podcast graciously provided by Hayseed Dixie. Head over to their website at www.hayseed-dixie.com for videos, tour dates, merchandise, and to purchase music. So, man, I've been thinking about like a, a new segment type, maybe, maybe not every show, but some kind of like rating thing. I know a lot of the shows do it and some of the shows do it pretty regularly. Some mix it in. So is this something you're thinking about like for 2017, just yeah. you know, throwing in the show going forward or what? Yeah. Okay. You know, like pinball pack podcasts, they do, sometimes they'll do like a top five yeah. and it'll be just whatever the topic is, something pinball related. Okay. And uh, like Rob O'Hara, uh-huh. I, I know on some of his shows, when he's doing like his Commodore game reviews, he'll pull some element out of the game and he'll, he'll, he'll do like a five star rating, yeah, okay. but like, it'll say like three axes yeah. for sound and like yeah. four axes for whatever. Yeah. Or, okay. You know, okay. I got you. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, just thinking, trying hmm. to switch up a little bit. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. Well, let's see now, why don't we give this a test run then and see how this could work out. So let's, let's, let's prove your, uh, let's, pr- let's test your theory. How about that? <laughs> it's the test point that hurts. Yeah, it is the test point. Okay, that right, hurts. Well, you brought this up. So uh, you're right. Yeah, you're, you're bringing right, it on yourself. So, <laughs> All right, so so let, okay, let's pick a topic. What's a topic? Well, we've been on the Star Trek stuff pretty. It, we, we, you don't have to ask me twice. No. Let's go. And we're we're both kind of in the Star Trek thing, so I think oh, we understand yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So here. Okay. So why don't we do this? Let's. You want to rate some characters? That's the easiest way to do it, right there. That's a great way to to test this out okay. and see how it works. Okay. We can okay. do that. All right. So, so we, I mean, are we just like number rating, or are we just? No, dude. It's Thanksgiving, man. Let's give it a turkey gobble rating. Okay. I mean, that's okay, the way so, to do it, so right there. We're gonna rate. Okay. All right. I like how this is evolving. So we're gonna yeah. rate care completely off the cuff. Dude. Completely off the cuff, and yeah. then I. Would you say like a turkey gobble? Yeah, yeah. Just so I got to figure like, like or gobble 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 or you know whatever you want to do. Yeah, you know, but you got to do it in the spirit of the character. You know that is that, that's how we're going to rate this. <laughs> All right, this is this this is evolved. This okay, which is fine because yeah. like I said, I, I've had this. I thought maybe we can work something, but we can we got to do our own. Yeah, so, okay. you know, I get it. I get it. So okay. we'll we'll see we'll see how how quickly this boat sinks. Okay. All right, <laughs> you're saying you know, yeah. for failure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so first character, this this ought to be pretty easy, man. Commander, Lieutenant Commander Data. Gobble. Very stern, very oh, just like monotone, yeah, just like ex- Data. Excellent. Okay. Without emotion, but still matter of fact and, Gobble. and v- very succinct. Gobble. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. Okay. Now, this next one's going to be a little harder. All right. Because you got to you, you visualize <laughs> this. Okay. You're right. I don't know how to. <laughs> it's like, if you ever see those shirts, it's like all the, it's like all the emotions of Chuck Norris and it's like smiling, happy. It's all, it's like eight things. And, and it's all the same. They're face. all the same face. That's it's, exactly right. right. I gotta, yeah. I got to emote and gobble. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Ready? All okay. Right. Now, now do Commander Riker. Gobble with my foot on a step. Ah, yes. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Now TNG fans will get that totally. <laughs> They'll get that totally. Gobble with my foot on a step. Yes, exactly. All right. No, the, oh, this this is going. <laughs> Do Doctor McCoy gobble, Jim? Yeah. Gobble, Jim, gobble. Yeah, it's a, yeah. <laughs> there's no anger issues there whatsoever, whatsoever. All right, now, okay, I'm gonna mix it up a little bit. 
Now do seven to nine. If you do this too good, I'm going to worry about you. All right. So, you know, be convincing. Just don't carry it so far that, you know, that it makes me uncomfortable. Gobble. Okay, that's enough. All right, okay, moving on to the next one, because I kind of like that. Oh, well, anyway. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, For all the obvious reasons. Okay, Captain Kirk, baby. Gobble to the face. (laughs) Gobble with a ripped shirt. (laughs) To the face. To the face. Gobble. Okay, now, Picard. Yeah. You're killing me inside, Brent. 